rum, three hours of sleep, a frozen spaghetti from fucking Walmart, and a brisk iced tea. We're here to bring you the Scramble Drill Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Dylan, and I'm here with my excellent co-host, Garrett, an even better friend. What's up, guys? And I hope you're in the right place, because we're about to talk your ear off about football for the next hour or so. So Probably longer. Probably. Probably longer. Stay strapped. Get clapped. I don't care. George Washington, probably. Please <laughs> stay strapped or get clapped. I hope everyone's doing good. Hope everyone's having a fantastic day. Hope we can make it better. That's the goal here. Or night, depending on when you're listening to exactly. this. So I guess we should start off the podcast with our weekly, which is now the first week. It's not weekly yet, but the uh, weekly shout out to uh, YSU football. Uh, Jaleel McLaughlin can raise my children, and I wouldn't be upset. Dude is an absolute dog. Go Penguins. Go Pen. Pens? I guess pens would work too. Go Gwyns. There you go. All I do is Gwyn, baby. Is that why we're three and three? We're going to miss you, Jimmy T. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously, if you listened to our trailer, which you might not have, if you did, cool. If you did listen to it, you would hear that we said uh, we are going to be uploading weekly on Wednesdays. Obviously, this is uploaded on Thursday, or the, obviously this is uploaded on a Friday, so that's not Wednesday. The issue will be fixed next week. We will be uploading on Wednesday next week. The only reason that we got delayed this week was because of a mic issue. Garrett's microphone last time sounded like he was on a Zoom call. It sounded like I was recorded on a potato. And he was sitting right next to me. So we have now resolved the issue, at least for now. Definitely for now. Shut up, Mog Library, by the way. <laughs> You're going to give them our exact location. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna they don't know which room it is. is. They're going to come after us. Oh, shit. All right. Well, I guess it's probably time to talk about football. I mean, that's what they're here for, right? Scramble drone. So maybe they're here for the comedy. If you're here for the comedy, drop a follow. (laughs) Hey, man, if you're here for the comedy, drop a follow. (laughs) That was just cringy. Sorry. (laughs) I, uh, so each of us picked, how many games did you pick for college to recap? I think five. To recap? Yep. And then eight to pick? Nope. Five and five. Oh, okay. You could have picked more. I know. All right. Well, for the NFL, we went ahead and picked eight games to recap and then eight games to pick. That way it kind of keeps us within a range and that gives us half the league. Figure we can get most of what we want to say and cover the teams that we want to cover in that span of time. We're going to go into a little bit of playoff talk, I guess. Talk about who we think, you know, is going to take to the Super Bowl. Of course, way too early. It's never too early for a Super Bowl pick. After I tell you why the Giants are going to win the Super Bowl, we'll dive into... Hell no. We'll dive into a little bit of college football. And then that's, of course, Garrett's domain. You'll notice very quickly that I take most of the NFL side and Garrett takes most of the college side in this. But, you know, we throw thoughts off each other. That's the whole reason we're here. But talk about... We're going to recap some games that happened last Saturday and what a Saturday it was. Holy shit. I mean, that's, that's just why we love college football. That's what college football is all about, that's man. college football is all about. Except Jermaine Burton pimp-slapping a Tennessee fan. We're not about that. What a punk. And then we'll go into some a little bit of our original content, just the start of what is going to be a crap ton of original content. Uh, talk about a little bit of our opinions for college football, who we think is, you know, best offense in America, that type. And then we'll go into some Week 8 picks, like, you know, who we think is going to take home Ws, you know, gambling advice. And we'll see how it goes from there. But that is pretty much the idea of how... That's the structure of our podcast pretty much from here on out. I think that 
I think that that's pretty much going to follow the basis. We'll always start with the NFL and probably do about a half and half show. I think that seems to be what our idea is. Well, until about January. Yeah, then it'll become all NFL. So let's dive right in. Now that I've talked for five minutes, let's dive <laughs> right in to an NFL recap. And I'm going to start with the best team in the NFL. I'm hearing oh, everybody Jesus shout Christ. their guesses. Okay. I hear some Eagles. No, you're wrong. Here's some Bills. I don't know who the fuck you think you are. The Chiefs, not even close. Uh, oh, there it was. All right, Giants, Ravens. No, they're not even the best team in New York. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> Jets and Giants play right now. Danny Dimes taking on the W. I don't. Hell no. You think the Jets would beat the Giants? No. I will take the milf banger over Daniel fucking no Jones. Fucking but you are correct. They're not the best team in New York because uh, Buffalo is in New York. anyways I think we can jump right into the question are the Giants legit I mean are they here to stay can the Giants go win the NFC East legitimately no I don't know yet because we continuously doubt this team and yet they continuously pull off wins granted they haven't played too many good teams they beat like you could have predicted they would go 4-0 and you would have been relatively right. They lost to Cooper Rush, who was undefeated at the time, undefeated for two weeks after that as well. I mean, he was playing very well. They beat a Packers team who we thought would smoke him, but is actually a struggling team right now. And then they beat a Ravens team who is allergic to keeping leads. There is going to come a point when the Giants need to win a game with their passing game and they can't get it done. It's they they to... do not have the passing game to win a game. Like not that. with the injured receivers and... Kenny fucking Galladay. Kenny Galladay. I think Daniel Jones can win a game with his arm, I think. But I also think that he needs help to do that. And I don't think... He, he does can. not have the help. He's not even close. He has Saquon Barkley. That's about That's it. his help. But to be honest, they've won five games out of six with that roster. Their defense is holding their own. They've done well. You've got a point, because who in the NFC is really... Who's scaring you right like, now? I, Nobody scares me. That is NFC. one point that I'm going to make further down the road, like further into the night here, is that we we talked about this before the podcast. I mean, the NFC... I am not confident making an NFC pick right now who's going to go to the Super Bowl. I'm not I could not throw a guess out there. I don't think it's Philly. I don't think it's the Giants, even though I love Danny Dimes and I love Saquon. I love the Giants. They're not going to Super Bowl. No, no shame. The Rams look like Matthew Stafford is 85 right now. I mean, he they look not good. I mean, not good. I feel bad for whoever took him in fantasy. Hmm. Garrett it was me. I Garrett, took him in fantasy. Garrett God, is damn punching the air. Point is, we'll get in, we'll get into this later, but the NFC is very wide open this year. Wide the fuck open. And I don't think we'll know who we I don't think we'll have a good guess until week 17. Week, I was gonna say, like after at least after week 10. At least after double-digit games are starting to be played. I think we won't know until at, at the earliest week 14. Because there are other teams that we will also talk about after I get past the Giants. Somebody needs to get good quarterback play and grab the NFC by the throat, and it hasn't happened yet. No. and Outside of Philly. And but. you have great quarterbacks in this conference. I mean, you have Aaron Rodgers, and you have Tom Brady, but both those quarterbacks are 3-3. Three and three. Jimmy G, who was a runner-up for the NFC last year, 3-3. Three and three. Exactly. But they are 
granted injured to hell. I mean, the 49ers are beat the hell up. I don't like the 49ers, but I respect the fuck out of them. Jimmy G and those guys are fighters. They will, they will, if they are a seven seed, they have a shot to make the Super Bowl. I agree. If they're in, they're a playoff. Like they, if they make the playoffs, there's, I'm scared, genuinely. And then the Ravens. I think if they, I mean, as long as, if they could figure out how to hold a lead. They'd be undefeated. They'd be undefeated. I mean, you're up They'd on, be undefeated convincingly. You would be. Double digit wins in every single against game. Against Miami. Against Buffalo. Exactly. Like, those are convincingly, I mean, you're putting your, but then, yeah, it's like the fourth quarter hits and they just forget how to play, genuinely forget how to play football. I am, like, Lamar Jackson, true, like, like, he, like he has games where he looks like he could go compete with patty and josh because of his legs i mean he's got incredible ability i mean the dude had like 60 fantasy points the one week exactly that's unheard of i mean he is an incredible athlete but then you have a game like we saw on sunday where you're up 2017 with like four minutes to go you get the snap you fumble the ball eat it any eat the play anything he's got the speed he picks it up and runs out of the pocket chuck it Send that shit to the fourth row. Play another down. Why force a pass to a receiver off a broken play? Exactly. He's trying to make a big play where there's not one. And what did it do? It cost him a win. And now you're three and three instead of four and two. Exactly. And if that's going to keep happening, that team will sneak into the playoffs and get pounded by either the Bills or Kansas City. And again, like a lot of this stuff is very early. Like we're still only six weeks in or yeah, we're going to be seven after this weekend, but if that keeps happening, if that is a trend, I'm counting the Ravens out already. I mean, I just can't. Like, you cannot win a game. You can't win games by one, blowing leads, and two, making dumb plays like that. Exactly. Bills, Chiefs. The only reason that I, I, I like, could not make it through the podcast without mentioning Josh Allen and Josh Allen right now. I mean, the dude is on an absolute different level this year. To be fair, he plays like this every year, but it's like, I don't know. He's. It's like the last loss to Patty was like, I'm done. Enough. He, I'm, that was I'm, the last straw. Enough's enough. Watching that game on Sunday was like, of course, an instant classic, and it's always it's gonna be for the next five, ten years with these teams. I mean, it's gonna be. And Josh Allen's year has to be this year. You won a game in Arrowhead against Patrick Mahomes. You made him look vulnerable. Not only he that, threw two interceptions in that game. They won it with their defense. And what happened last year? They couldn't... St- lost 13 a, seconds. Lost a coin flip. Yeah, 13 seconds. Not only do you give up a field goal, which happened again. There was like 11 seconds and that happened again. But when it came down to it, they got the stops. Everybody was bitching about the overtime rules after that game. Patrick Mahomes went down, scored one play. They didn't, Josh Allen didn't even get to touch the field again. No, that is not fair to Josh Allen. Correct, 100%. But it is not the NFL's fault that Josh Allen did not get back in. The Bengals showed you the next next week week. what you need to do. They they intercept Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow fucking dinks it for 30 yards. And Evan McPherson said, give me the ball. That's how you win an overtime game. Exactly. Through and through. Play defense. And they did. The Bills put up a good defense. And their only fluke loss this year, it wasn't a fluke loss. The Dolphins are a good team when they are healthy and two is playing well. This is his year. 
Like, if there is a year that Josh Allen is going to win the Super Bowl, it has to be this year, I think. Stephon Diggs is playing out of his mind. Dawson Knox playing well. Josh Allen is on another level. I mean, he is the best quarterback in the league, and truly, it's not close. The emergence of Gabe Davis, I think, really takes this team to another level. Very good point. I mean, you have a deep threat like him. like He's like a Tyler Lockett. How many many more years of... Stefan Diggs in his prime and Vaughn Miller are you going to get? Vaughn Miller, another good point. He's getting older too, but he is playing so good right now. You have to you, uh, you, you have to strike now. You don't know how much time. And you have the whole country behind you. Exactly. Like literally, I mean, they're I don't Please know. don't let Jackson Mahomes go to another fucking Super Bowl literally. and twerk on the sideline. Everybody is with you, Josh. Like I am with you, Garrett, like everybody is with you and like, I hate saying it like this, but this is his Super Bowl to lose. The Bills are the best team in the NFL. You put the Eagles against the Bills right now, I don't think it's close. No. I think Josh Allen shits on Jalen Hurts. I do, too. And not to say that Jalen Hurts is not playing well. And not to say the Eagles aren't a good team. Exactly. But the Bills, but the Bills are another... The top of the AFC is years ahead of the top of the NFC. Like we said, I could you could pick... From a handful of five teams in the AFC to say they go to the Super Bowl, and you probably and you could be and that's not even saying the rest of the AFC is bad. Exactly, you could argue every one. I couldn't make a pick of the NFC right now to go to the Super Bowl. I couldn't do it. Patrick Mahomes, I think, just kind of cracked under pressure a little bit. I think that the, I mean those those two teams are the top two in the AFC. Not even a question. They're going to go one and two. Probably the Bills one now after this, but I mean the Chiefs still look good. Other than that one fluke loss. I don't think people realize how big that game is for home field advantage in the playoffs. Yeah, if these now, teams if these teams meet in the postseason, you're, you're not going to Kansas City. You're going to, yeah, they're bringing in the frozen tundra. Exactly. And that is a huge deal. Huge deal. Unless you're Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> or unless you're Jimmy G. He does not give a fuck. That's what I mean. It doesn't matter Jimmy G. Okay. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, his shit box of a team right now. <laughs> God, what happened, Aaron? What happened? I don't even... Like, I know where to begin because this team has more holes than Swiss cheese. Offensive line is terrible. You have really no... You have no number one receiver. You have no number two receiver. Your quarterback is on his ass every four seconds. He's. I mean, this is the same Aaron Rodgers we had to see three years ago or however many years ago it was where he literally would get the ball gone. He's got to be gone. Or he's got to have the ball out. Yeah. Can't win games like that. Not to mention you have like one of the worst rushing defenses in the NFL. And Brees Hall just I mean, he absolutely went they what did you said they went what like 180? I think you did say that they had almost 180. The Jets, yeah. They were pushing 180 rushing yards in Zach Wilson in Lambeau Field. At at yes, at home for the Packers. That is insane. I mean, you literally could have put me at quarterback and we would have won that game. Josh Allen or fuck Josh Allen. Zach Wilson threw for barely over 100 yards. The MILF banger. He's fucking different. He's a dog, but... He's got that shit in his veins. He's got, he's got shit in his veins. That's he's gross, got bro. that he shit should, in his veins, bro. He's, he's got the shit in his veins. out. <laughs> I think this is a testament, a little bit of both ways. I think this is showing the Jets are better than people. I'm scared of Sauce Gardner. After watching that game, I am scared of Sauce Gardner. He's a dude. He is a guy. He's not that guy yet. He's not him. Exactly. He's he's one. He's of, he. He's, he's he. Right. He's not him yet. Yeah. But he is very well on his way. I mean, he is playing very well. Like the Jets easily could have the rookie of the year offensively. They could push to go 500. If Miami stays injured the way they are, 
Because then the, the Patriots aren't whatever. I mean, you're not going to... The you, Patriots are down to their third quarter. And the only thing that sucks is you got to go to... You got to go play Josh Allen twice. Yeah. That's the only thing that sucks. But I mean, that's it. But you can go. I mean, this team could go beat New England. This team could go beat Miami. What's the con- What's the conversation if they go play Buffalo, and they are competitive? It's the same thing with like Jacksonville, though. Exactly. Jacksonville can go put up a fight against any team. I mean, the Eagles are six and zero, and they played in a fucking monsoon. Trevor Lawrence had like four fumbles, but it wasn't by any means a blowout. Exactly. You are putting up a fight against teams. If, you, and if, you, if you're kicking the shit out of Aaron Rodgers at home, whether he plays well or not, that's saying something. If you would have told Jets fans two months ago they'd be 4-2 and two at this point in the season, they would have punched you in the face and called you a fucking prick. Yeah. Because they wouldn't have believed you. No. Johnny's getting his ice cream this year. Johnny is getting his ice cream. I think next week is a kind of like a week for the Packers. They need to re- regroup. They play the Commanders, and we'll talk about that. But the Jets, if they can play like they did in Lambeau, that's that's a team that you need to watch. If they can play like they did in Lambeau and then develop a decent passing game. And Zach, well, yeah, right, exactly. They Wilson have weapons. weapons. And Zach Wilson has potential. He does. He's not by any means very good right now. But if you can throw for 110 yards in a game and win by 17. If you don't need your quarterback to beat Green Bay in Green Bay, you're doing something right. I mean, then again, that's a special teams fluke too, we're forgetting, but... Even then, it's a 10-point win. Exactly. 2010. And in opponent territory, let alone Lambeau Field, like, arguably the best home field advantage in the NFL. Exactly. Yeah. So, as for the Jets, hoorah. As for the Packers, what the fuck are you doing? What's next, Gart? Colts, Jaguars. Speaking of Jacksonville. Jacksonville is a team that I've also, like, the I've been trying to keep an eye on because... Last year at this time, they were, what, 0-6, right? They won, like, three games last year, did they not? Something like that. Yeah. I think they were 1-9 at one point. Courtesy of Urban Meyer. But in one year, Doug Peterson has turned a team that was, like, granted, they are still 2-4, but every single week, they're not getting blown out. They're not. They beat the Chargers, who are 4-2, who don't feel like they're 4-2, by all means. But, I mean, you're competitive. You blew out Indy already. Like, you are, the Jaguars are not a playoff team yet. Don't get me wrong. But this is definitely, is. it's like the Jets. It's a step in the right direction. They're not, just gonna, they're not just gonna roll over and die. Like, last year, you could walk into Jacksonville and kind of scoff at them, and you'd be probably fine. Exactly. This year, if you're not paying attention, Trevor Lawrence will throw 300 yards. Jacksonville this year feels like Detroit a year ago. Exactly. Like, they're one step away. And I'm here for it. I am cool with watching Jacksonville come back to that form that they were in 2017 where Blake Bortles was good for a year. <laughs> Either way. Saxonville. Sa- yes. That, 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 that was a deep. I mean, that defense was ridiculously good. Who was their, like, number one guy on defense? Jalen Ramsey. Dante Fowler. I forgot they had Leonard Fournette. Was it Dante Fowler? Alan Hearns. Marquise Lee. Mercedes Lewis. Defensive starters. Miles Jack was good. Yeah, he was young. Mm-hmm. 22. 22. Jalen Ramsey was only 23. I think... They, I think uh... Telvin Smith, Calais Campbell. Damn. This team was stacked. Who did they have on the edge? Uh, Yannick Ngakwe. Oh, Yannick Ngakwe. <laughs> Ngakwe. And then Arbery Jones. Was there... Oh, that was... No, that was a D-tackle. Sorry. Where's the right end? Calais Campbell was on the end. Mm. 14 and a half sacks. 
Yeah, and then Ngakwe. What was it? Yannick Ngakwe. Ngakwe had 12. Damn. Mm, yeah, that Saxonville, dude. Yeah. No wonder you weren't getting away from that fucking defense. Almost no had, shot. Almost had a Nick Foles, Blake Bortles Super Bowl. But now, yeah, I know. That'd have been crazy. Yeah, the, the fucking, even the championship weekend, you had Nick Foles, Blake Bortles, fucking the Vikings quarterback, uh, Case Keenum, yeah. and Tom. I could have fucked. Yeah, and it wasn't even Tom that won it all. Nobody would have. I everybody, you. everybody in that fucking everybody was like, "Okay, look at this fucking quarterback room, Tom." Even everybody's probably gonna pick. And Keenum. then Big Dick Nick was like, "Nobody was picking Nick Foles to win the fucking no Super Bowl." Fucking to be fair, yeah, because Blake actually looked good. Like Blake was. Case Keenum looked good. He did look really good. Fucking Minneapolis miracle. Exactly. Stephon Diggs is him. Exactly. He still is. I'm him. I love Stephon Diggs. <laughs> that was five years ago. That's insane. And he's still playing like the best. He wasn't even the best receiver in the league that, at that no, time. But yeah, now he's yeah he's, he got better. It looks like he got better. To be fair, he upgraded. A to be fair, to be fair, he upgraded a quarterback. All right, moving on to the Colts. Matt fucking Ryan not making up his mind to whether he's washed or not. If he plays like he did Sunday, if he plays like he did Sunday, they're not losing another fucking game. Well, you're not. I mean, but the fact that he's still capable to put up three. I mean, this is again the Jaguars defense. If you're putting up 303, 300, or 300 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. To be fair, he did it on, what, 56 attempts? But I think he still threw over 50%. Oh, he was like 32 of 56, but... I mean, yes. That's a lot of attempts. You're right. That is like, yeah. He's a gunslinger, though. That's Matt. He's like a Drew Brees. I mean, he did that when he was younger. He, he's, he's more of a checkdown quarterback now. Now? Well, yeah, he's 94 okay. years old. <laughs> But they win when he doesn't, apparently. He threw for 300, and he won. Well, they can't win with Jonathan Taylor running the ball because they don't give him the damn ball yeah. enough because they get down 20 to nothing before they can even think about it. If Matt Ryan can throw for 300 and three touchdowns and the and they can get a run game going, the Colts are not a team where you need to, like, chill out because their defense is decent. Like, they have a serviceable defense. They're still going to end up. Losing in the first or second round of the playoffs. They're, they're, so they're going to go just over 500. They'll be 9. 9 and 8 or 10 and 7. Well, they'd be 10, 6 and 1. Oh, yeah. I guess they did have that tie. Yeah, they they're going to get you to a 6, 7. Six you're, or not seven gonna win, you're not going to win your division. No. Tennessee's going to win the division like they always do. Actually, I don't know. Tennessee looks bad this year. They won the division last year. They were they were still bad. What's Tennessee's record? They won the AFC last year, actually. They were the regular season champs. What's Tennessee's record? Three and two, I think. Oh wait, I think they're th- they're either three and three or four and two. Yeah, because they didn't play last week. They do not feel that good. They feel like they should have one win right now. The Chargers are four and two. They're the same way. Either way, the Colts are stuck in that in between zone. You're either going to be a four seed and play a tough five seed, or you're going to play the two one seed. of the best teams in the AFC. And you're going to end up getting a mid round draft pick. Can't get a good quarterback. Yep. Yeah, you said that. I mean, they are just they're in that same position. You can't push for a championship, but you're not. Eventually, you cut your losses and say tank. Yeah, quit running a quarterback. Just tank. Which I know tanking is tanking is bad. Not tanking, but you know, like just letting a rookie develop. Cut your damn losses and get some draft picks. Yeah, I mean it's okay. Like Colts fans have been here and they haven't won a Super Bowl since Peyton, and they won't. For a while. The only guy they had that could was Andrew Luck, and he's uh, sitting on his couch. 
I miss Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. Everybody misses Andrew, Andrew Luck. I miss Andrew Luck a lot. All right. Falcons, Niners. Yeah, I also can't tell if Marcus Mariota is good or not. When he throws under 15 passes, they're 3-0. What Tennessee did to him is fucking criminal. It is. They, they forced, forced him they to be him short. They forced him to be something he wasn't, and he still won them playoff games. Mm-hmm. And now, on a team that was expected to have like two wins, is 500. Exactly. And tied for the division lead. And beat the Browns, which isn't saying a lot. But they also just beat the 49ers. Again, a beat up 49ers. But, but still. Yeah, still. A year ago, they lose these games. That's what I mean. I mean, Mariota is a guy that you were like, nah. Now he looks like a good quarterback. Not great, but serviceable for sure. Derek Carr level. I am all for a comeback story, and I'm cool with Mariota. I'm cool with Mariota being the front runner. Exactly. So I am too. And I honestly, the 49ers are hurt. They're being they're the be- they're the most banged up team in the league. Easily. Yeah. They are. Like there was a chart on it. I don't remember who posted it, but somebody like they are statistically the most beat up team in the NFL. They're still three and three. They will still. They are leading the division right now. Yeah, because the LA Rams are terrible. The Cardinals are terrible. To be fair, yeah, I mean they're the top three teams in that division are all three and three. Exactly. That division is wide open right now, and in my opinion, it's the 49ers one to lose. I don't think that. I mean, they absolutely destroyed the Rams. In prime time. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't understand what's wrong with the Rams either, but that's another... And the 49, like I said, I don't think there's anything wrong with the 49ers. I think they are hurt. I just think they can get healthy exactly. by at least, like, with at least, like, three weeks left. I Like I said, as long as the 49ers sneak into the playoffs... If they can get healthy gotcha. within a game of the last wild card spot. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, you that's what I mean. Exactly. Like, as long as you make the playoffs and have a healthy team, you you got a shot. Exactly. The 49ers Especially always, in the NFC. Exactly. Yeah, seven seed could easily go win this this year. Vikings, Dolphins. I'm a Packers fan, therefore I am not allowed to like the Vikings, but I like what Kevin O'Connell is doing. I mean, he's brought. To be fair, that roster is loaded. They got Zed on defense, Harrison Smith still on defense, and now you have Jay Jettis, Thielen. Well, you've always had Jay Jettis and Thielen and Kirk, Dalvin. Cook. I mean, you have a loaded roster. By that roster, you should be five and one. I agree. But then again, the coaching by Zimmer has been mid to this point. Well, that's why they were always so mid. Exactly. You bring in new head I mean, coach Kirk Cousins is also not a Super Bowl winning quarterback. No, but, but you can get to the playoffs with him. You can win a couple games. And you could absolutely, I about to say, it, again, in this NFC. They could get to the NFC championship this year. With this wide open NFC, I there's a handful of teams that I could say could go. And like... I don't, yeah, I don't know. We also didn't discuss this yet, but they could be peaking early. I'm going to say the same, I'm going to say the same thing about Philadelphia. I mean, last year we watched a Cardinals team go 8-0 and Kyler Murray looked like the MVP candidate by far. Everybody was like, whole, like he's like, he's finally blossoming into that player that they want him to be. And then he crapped all over himself. Exactly. And they like, they had a losing record the second half of the year. I mean, and then got absolutely shit canned in the playoffs by the Super Bowl champions. No, so, exactly. They didn't even put up a fight. Exactly. Kyler Murray looked like a child, which he does. The Washington Commanders like, put up a fight with Tom Brady, and the Arizona, Arizona Cardinals is The Arizona Cardinals can't put up a fight against the a Rams. team that went eight and zero. Yeah. Until Aaron Rodgers did the fucking helmet meme, yeah. and then that was it. That was that was the end of it. And AJ Green said, 
my controller. Oh, it was a pass. My, my controller died. If the Vikings can play like they have so far, and they can play the first ever Super Bowl at 1 p.m. Because <laughs> if it's anywhere past if it's anywhere past 6 p.m., Kirk Cousins is gonna shit a brick. Dude, if the Vikings somehow get to the postseason and they luck into not playing any primetime games until, like, the NFC Championship. They're fine. And then Dalvin Cook is on one in the NFC Championship. They they will go to the Super Bowl. They can make it. Kirk Cousins will not win the Super Bowl. No. Yes, there has to be one AFC team and one NFC team in the the Super Bowl, but right now, I would take just about the top four AFC teams over anybody in the NFC. Yeah. Like, anybody. Like, Bills, Eagles, Bills. Chiefs, Eagles, or Chiefs. If I had to pick an AFC, like an or a Super Bowl right now, which we'll get to this later, but if I had to pick one right now, it would be the Chiefs and the Bills in the AFC Championship. That would be my Super Bowl. Yeah. Because that's the two best teams. That is the team. That is the game that everybody's going. Like, the Super Bowl will be less watched. Unless Philly actually proves to me. Or somebody in the NFC wakes the hell up. And, yeah, unless, like, somebody proves to be, like, the number one team. Because last year, it was, I mean, Green Bay proved pretty solid they were, like, the best regular season team. Exactly. And the Rams, were still, the Rams were still out there. But then again, this was the exact same thing as last year. True. The Cardinals were on the top of the NFC looking like the number one seed by far. They squeaked in at a five and got smacked by their division rival. Moral of the story... The Vikings are good. How good are they? We don't know yet. It's way too early to tell. Exactly. Jay Jettas is a top three receiver in this league, and it's not close. I mean, you put Stefan Diggs. Kirk is playing like a top five quarterback. He did last year, though, too. I mean, he puts up good numbers every year. Well, yeah, but it's more than numbers. Right. Because now there's wins coming with it. Exactly. Jay Jettas gets to do his fucking kip up every game (laughs) because they're winning. And if you're a Vikings fan, I'm all for it. But... Until you play Green Bay, then go fuck yourselves. Well, not for me, from Dylan. For me. Personally, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Personally, I could care. But if this keeps up by week 10, you have my vote that the Vikings will make the NFC Championship. Easily. If they are... If they... Okay, we're six games through. You're 5-1. and one. If six games later, you're 10-2, and two, you, have, you got my vote. If you can keep this up, you got my vote. But there is absolutely a thing of speaking too early. And I'm worried that the Vikings are doing that. But I do like Kevin O'Connell. I like what he's doing. That offense is running very smoothly. Other than that one hiccup against Eagles. That was primetime. But again, that's Kirk Cousins in primetime. And that was arguably the best defense in the league. Easily. So. And the Dolphins, again, I think this is an injury team. The Dolphins are the Niners of the AFC. They just, they need to get healthy. And I think if they sneak into the playoffs, they absolutely could do some damage to a team that's not expecting it. Yeah. But I think Tua is apparently... They have the offense to win. Oh my God. And they can play with anybody. If they were in the NFC, they would would be on the top of the NFC. They would be probably the number one or two team in the NFC. Absolutely. Just by their offense alone. Exactly. I mean, they have, yeah, they absolutely... I mean, yeah, they, they ran with Josh Allen. They beat Josh Allen, didn't they? Yeah, actually, you're right. They did. They beat Josh Allen. They beat the Ravens. But I'm saying, I guess, because like that was a, it was like 21-19, very kind of not very high scoring game. You put up like 45 on Lamar. Like that's After a lot. After trailing of by what 18? Like that's a lot of points. Exactly for any defense. That's, 
Yeah, if Tua doesn't get hurt, you run with Cincinnati. Super Probably Bowl. beat Cincinnati. Possibly beat Cincinnati. The way yeah. that game was going. Absolutely, yeah. That was back and forth all day. That offense is very high-powered. And if Tua can come back and remain healthy, I think the Dolphins are okay. I think that they'll... I mean, yeah, because that, that division is so up in the air, too. Like, I don't even know if... I, I, I think the Jets will still probably finish last in that division. Out of the Patriots, Bills, and the Dolphins. Yeah, probably. It's hard to say. Because I think any of those... I genuinely think... Bills are going to win that division. It's not close. But I think... I could, You could make an argument for any of those teams being the second. Yeah, I. If you told me that the Jets would get at least... Would steal a win from the Dolphins... Oh, wait, they did. Or steal a win from the Patriots... I'd believe you. You can make an argument for that. Unless Bailey Zappi plays like Tom Brady again. Then that's, that's over. <laughs> you could... I think the Dolphins are okay for now. And again, we will only see they just later. They just need to get healthy. Need to get healthy. Same with the Niners. Nothing to panic about right now, I don't think. Eagles-Cowboys. Is this the second to last one or last one? Second to last one. Okay. My argument with the Eagles is that they are peaking too early as well. 6-0. Jalen Hurts looks like an MVP candidate. It's the exact... It's to a T. We're seeing the exact same thing. The Arizona Cardinals pick up one big off- defensive threat. Get J.J. Watt. All of a sudden, they go 8-0. It's like, holy shit. We might have a chance this year. And then all of a sudden, I think it's going to come The wheels back. just come off. It's going to come crashing down at some point. Again, I will reevaluate this six more weeks on the road. If they're 12-0, you can kick me in the nuts. I don't like that's, Or even if they're 10-2 at that point. You can kick me square. I think like, secretly, I know nobody's going to say this. You're never going to hear anybody say this, but I think they would rather go 10-2. I don't think they want the pressure of being no. unbeaten. Look what happened to the Steelers. Exactly. 11-0 Steelers. They finished 12-4. Look what happened to the Patriots. 16-0. Didn't win the Super Bowl. Again, this is very, very early to tell about this. The Cowboys are the same story every year. You can write it in a fucking script. Dak's going to come back. Yeah. Maybe you'll get hurt again and then come back for the playoffs where they squeak in and then lose to Jimmy G. We're gonna hear we're gonna hear we Dak's gonna come back, they're gonna go on a string of like three or four games, and we're gonna hear we dumb boys all the way until they lose in the playoffs. Exactly. They're gonna lose in the playoffs, we're gonna hear Dak and Zeke trade rumors. Like I am I'm doing this right now. I don't care if it jinx like I am writing the Cowboys off right now in week six. They are not going to the Super Bowl and no. they are not winning the Super Bowl. No. I will give you guys one playoff win. That is my peak for the Cowboys, is a playoff win. Depending on who you get in the first round, if you get if you somehow win this division, and Green Bay sneaks in as a six seed, you can beat Green Bay. You can go beat a shitty Green Bay team, especially at home. That's what I mean. With this NFC, you can beat just about anybody. Can really beat anybody. It's wide open. Exactly. We've said it. That's times. why I'd give you one playoff win. If you make the NFC Championship game, actually, I'm not going to make any promises because I don't want to do anything. To my, I don't want to harm myself in any way. <laughs> but, I will be very surprised if the Cowboys give to the NFC Championship. I'd put money on. I would put money on them not doing it. Bucks, Steelers. I was going to talk about the Broncos and the Chargers, but uh, I didn't want to bore you because fucking Russell Wilson has done that enough for me. So, Broncos country, let's ride. Mm. Don't worry, he's just no. gonna put. He's gonna cook and put. Dude, that's my fucking sleep paralysis demon. Is <laughs> Russell Wilson? <laughs> <just saying. laughs> yeah. I literally wake up in the middle of the night, look over, and there's just Russell Wilson, just Broncos country. Let's ride. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my, what the fuck? Oh, 
What the hell is wrong with Tom? Yeah, I, I, I don't really have an opinion about the Steelers right now. I don't like the Steelers, but there's really nobody for me to dislike on that team. Like, Chase Claypool can eat a dick. He is such a prima donna bitch. Yes. He's, he's a bitch boy. But I like Kenny Pickett. I like Mitch. Mitch loves to kiss I'm titties. I'm for Mitch. Mitch loves to kiss titties, bro. I, I, that's a famous That's team. a man's man right exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> Football and kissing titties. That's it. Give that man a beer and he's three for three, man. He's batting a thousand. But, so, like, the Steelers are not the team that I want to talk about here. Because... They're looking like they're going to have their first time having a losing record in fucking under Tom Brady. Yeah. But it's kind of, I mean, it's not a bad thing. Kenny Pickett looks okay. Like, he looks about as good as Trevor Lawrence did in his first year. Pittsburgh has very quietly been stuck in the same situation as the Colts. Yeah. For the last five years. Yeah. Because they haven't made an AFC championship game since... Since they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, since they went to the Super Bowl, yeah. But you still make the playoffs every year. You, you make the playoffs. You sneak lose. in every year. And they go draft another receiver that turns out good. But they still don't have the quarterback play. And now, finally, maybe they do. Maybe Kenny. Maybe Kenny. Like, I like the Kenny pick more than I like the Najee pick. It could it could turn out to be a Christian McCaffrey situation where he is always freaking hurt. But on the flip side, it could be a Saquon thing where maybe he gets hurt one bad injury. And then he tears the shit out of the league. And to be fair, he has not done that yet. My one fantasy player that hit this year. He is serviceable, though, as a running back. Najee is. He's good. I think he's more than serviceable. You think so? I don't, I mean. I think he's a top 10 back. Oh, I don't know. That's a tough conversation. I think he's top 10. I don't know. I I would not put him top 10. Just like some some of his per game stats are very questionable. To be fair, behind that offensive line. That's true. One of the worst offensive lines. There's a there's a picture of him in the backfield getting like his helmet ripped down, and like there's like three bears put. It's the bears, true, but he's like (laughs) five yards behind the line of scrimmage, and he's like about to go down, and like the catch is just Saquon gained 18 yards in this play. Hey, all I saw was a plus 1.8 on my fantasy numbers, so I'm not gonna (laughs) mitch. I'm not gonna mitch. Okay, now enough about the Steelers. Like I said, I wasn't going to talk yeah. about them. <laughs> well, we talked about them. Are the Buccaneers in a slump, or is this the beginning of the end of Tom Brady? Because to be fair, we've been saying this is the beginning of the end for Tom Brady for years. It was the beginning of the end of Tom Brady eight years ago, and they were wrong about that. Remember that? There was a primetime game, and they got the shit kicked out of them. And it, was the came- on, it was the on to Cincinnati week. Remember? They got oh, the shit kicked out of him in prime time, and then yeah. Bill came in. They asked him all these questions. He just said, "On to Cincinnati." And they absolutely and they went and won the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, they about said. I don't want to bet against Tom, but it does not look good. No, because now it's like his offense is like failing him. I mean, his offensive line looks like great. You know what? Right now. You know what it feels like? It feels like the 2019 New England offense, which is really weird because they have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I know they've been in and out of the lineup. In Leonard Ford, I mean, you got a good offense. You do. It's it's a, it just feels. Like twenty eighteen, yes, very stagnant, like yeah. stale water. And then you go, yeah. I mean, I could absolutely see this team losing in the playoffs again. I mean, that's what happened with yeah Tom Brady. I mean, he played iffy in that year the playoffs. I mean, that like he only played one game, right? They lost in the division twenty nineteen. Yeah, because they, they lost, lost in the wild card. Was it the wild card? I didn't know yeah. if they. I thought okay. Either way, 
I could absolutely see this team sneaking in and then losing to the first round. I think so. Like very, yeah, you very, you make a very. I didn't even think about that. That's a very good point. Like this is very similar to that 2019. At the same time, Tom Brady could also say, "Fuck you, I'm still here, going to fucking run." Which he has done. Rip off eight straight his wins. His entire year or his entire career, he has. Done he is that. very capable. So, again, too early to tell. Exactly. But that's a scary loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. At home? Was it at home? They were in... They were No, they were in Pittsburgh. Still. You, you can't lose to Pittsburgh. Put up 18 points? Yeah. Like, you get in the, like you get within the 30, like, four times, and, like, three of those times, still field goals. Like, you can't, I mean, can't win with that. No. No. DeAndre's back. Yippee. <laughs> yeah. The, the Cardinals are... He, if DeAndre Hopkins means that much to the Cardinals offense, they have some shit to figure out. I mean, look at Devontae Adams. They thought he was going to elevate the Raiders to, like, top five team in the AFC. They are the worst team statistically in the NFL right now. Record-wise. They are the worst. They have the worst record in the NFL. Worse than the Texans. Tom Brady won a Super Bowl throwing to Julian Edelman and Rob Gronkowski. That's it. It's quarterback more play quarterback play. It's way more important. Yeah. All right. Week seven. SD NFL picks. This is between... Yeah, this is Garden Eyes Gambling Advice, episode one. Please take it lightly. Or heavily. Or if, yeah, you, actually, if you want to make money, take it heavily. If you want to, ma- if you want to actually make some money here, go ahead. All right, Dolphins Steelers. I put this on here because I think that even without, if Tua is apparently possibly might play, this yeah they said week seven he might be back. Hmm. If Tua or Teddy plays, give me Miami. But if it's Skylar Thompson, I have a hard time seeing them win. I'm not going to do the hypothetical, like, if this, if that. Like, I am picking Miami. Like, straight up, I'm picking Miami. Even with Skylar Thompson, I still think they could beat Pittsburgh. Where's the game? In Miami. Oh, yeah, easily. Give me I Miami. Think they, In that weather? And I think, yeah, I think this is a bounce-back week for Miami. You get back to a winning record. You're 4-3. and three, Send Pittsburgh to 2-5, and five, which we expected after the first Send them weeks. to the back rooms. The back rooms. So give me, give me to a turn the ball over, which he hasn't even done this year. No, actually, he's been good this no, year. I've actually been very impressed with Tua. All right. Prayers up, by the way. Jets Broncos. I love this game. I am so excited to watch a fucking four oh five matchup. Um, I never thought I would ever root against Russell Wilson, but fuck it. J E T S. It's let's like, ride. It's, it's <laughs> J E T S. Jets Jets Jets. Zach Wilson. This is a very big game for Denver. Oh, easily. If you, if the Jets can march into Green Bay and Mile High and get wins, think about this: if the Jets win, they are five and two with wins against Green Bay and then they the Browns, Denver, and Denver, Miami, and Miami. Did they beat Miami? Yes. They, remember, they went like forty and sixteen. That's they insane. This is the, that Jets team is scaring me, and if they win this game, especially if they win it handily, you might have to take them seriously. I'm scared of the Jets. I'm scared, but give me my pick: J E T S Zach Wilson. I'm taking the Jets. Giants Jags. I put this on here only because I'm a Giants fan, but I also put it on here because this is the type of game that the Giants would lose. You beat Green Bay. You beat Baltimore. You have decent wins. It's it's due time that they have a bad loss. You have good momentum. 
it's due time that they have a bad loss. Which, I mean, good teams lose games. Yes. And this Jaguars team isn't a No, they're not a slouch. We said it before, they're not a pushover. In Jacksonville, against a team that's scrappy and will run you into the ground with James Robinson, Robinson, who's a top 10 back in this league. If Trevor Lawrence plays how he did last week. Again, that's a good football team. Or a competitive football team. If this was in New York, maybe a different conversation. But I'm taking Jacksonville just because I think it's due. I think that the Giants are finally due. I know everybody, oh, don't pick against the Giants or like time to stop picking against the Giants. I'm picking against the Giants. <laughs> I love New York and I want to, I, I'm rooting for them. I hope they win. But my pick is in Trevor Lawrence. I don't know how to go on this one personally. It literally, you could easily make an argument. I think this that. is a coin flip game. Absolutely. Like, it's I mean, you could, like, you could, either team could go win that game easily. Which is it's, insane because like, you'd think a 5-1 and one team would blow the shit off Jacksonville, but it's like, oh, it's New York, so no, it's, it's going to be competitive. <laughs> you got to think about it. But then again, uh, it's also Jacksonville. Yeah. I mean, if, as long as they're not playing fucking, like, Patty or Josh, they'll yeah, put, up a, they they'll a put up a fight. Yeah, they'll put up a fight. I'm not saying they'll win, obviously, but they'll put up a fight. Yeah, I think I'm with you on this one. I think I'm going to go Jacksonville. Okay. Yeah, I think, I just, I just like Jacksonville's chances at home, off a loss. I like that. Battle of the Ryans, Colts-Titans. These, division, motherfuckers, these motherfuckers are about to have a mid-off. Division matchup. Whoever wins takes the lead of the division. JT is a big question mark. JT versus Derrick Henry. This is supposed this you you think this would be a fucking highly anticipated matchup when really realistically nobody gives a fuck. Nobody gives a shit. It's sad. Well, this yeah, is, because Ryan Tannehill and Matt Ryan are about to have a fucking mid-off in Tennessee. Probably. So we say this, and they're going to both throw for three fifty. Oh yeah, touchdown. they'll fucking drop probably. four p four hundred. 400 burgers and fucking four pieces. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. With a JT that has been off and on and a Matt Ryan that's been off and on. Even when JT has played, he hasn't been great. As long as one of those factors remains stagnant, I say this game goes one way or the other. Give me Derrick Henry. I say Titans. At home as well. I think Tennessee. the Titans are going to start getting it going. In here. Tennessee. I mean, I mean, yeah, I think this team won the AFC last year. And they have a lot of – they lost A.J. Brown, but – they have a lot of those pieces still there. So, yeah. they'll... Again, I think... Yeah, the Titans are off to a very slow start, but I th- I think they'll be okay as well, so... I think they're going to get it rolling. I mean, they, yeah, like give, you said, they won the AFC night. regular season championship. Chiefs-Niners. Jimmy G versus Pat Mahomes, part three, three two, three. Five, yeah. This, if the Niners were healthy, this would be a very, like, this would be, like, a very, like... I would have said it should have been a primetime game. Yeah, absolutely. And it almost was. It's 425. It's, like, the last game on the It's the second window. Yeah. But... But... Patty coming off a loss, and the Chiefs, or, and the Niners beat to shit. I just don't see Patty losing. Is this game in Arrowhead, or is this game in... No, it's in... Is that Levi's? It's in Levi's, yeah. I don't. I don't. I think, just don't see Patty losing two games in a row. I don't think that offensive line can stand up to the Chiefs. No. Yeah, Chris Jones is like. Chris Jones is going to give fucking Chris Jones Jimmy G a pillow. Yeah. Yeah, give me the Chiefs and give me the Chiefs by like ten or fifteen Probably. points. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see Patty losing two games in a row. Here's a fun game: Lions Cowboys. Dak's return, I think, was why I wanted to highlight this one. Lions offense has been. They Put, coming off of numbers. Coming off a bye. I'm going to take Dak in his return. 
but again, I think it will. Be, I think the Lions and the Jaguars are on the, a very similar page right now. They were last year. They lost a lot of close games. Exactly. To be fair, didn't they just they got blown out by the Patriots though? If you flip their one score losses in the last two years, they are have a winning record by a wide margin. The Jaguars and the Lions. Both teams. I think so. Yeah. No, I don't know about the Jaguars. I don't know about Jacksonville, but definitely, definitely Detroit. Definitely Detroit. Yeah. So I, I'm still gonna take. Dallas, and I hope the Lions take that as quit betting against me, and they go win it. Well, like I said, Dak's going to come back. Dallas is going to win like six or seven games out of their next like eight or nine, and then all we're going to hear so, is so we got boys, and then they're going to go lose their ass. They'll again. end up eight and three and like top three in the NFC. So and then the we'll and then start the, hearing that shit forever. Boys. Give me Dak. Yep, Cowboys. Sadly, as much sadly, as I fucking exactly. hate him. I know. I'd love to see. I'd love to see Jared Goff and then Jared motherfucking Goff. Let it be known that the Cowboys are not America's team. <laughs> let, let it be known. Packers Commanders. I put this one on here definitely just to make the point. This is a must win for the Packers. If you lose to Taylor Hunt at home or away, they if are you, they're in you, Washington either way. But if you lose to Taylor Heineke after you just lost your ass twice to both New York teams, who didn't even have winning records last year, and they do this, not have they do not you lost to the New York teams who do like, not have elite. This Packers guy. team, if you can sum like if you can win the games you need to win. There's really no need to panic yet. There's not. If you're losing your get-right games, you have a problem. And this is a get-right game. To be you fair, cannot lose this exactly. game. Exactly. And we thought that the Giants were going to be a get-right game, but now all of a sudden that team's 5-1. and one. But the Jets? I mean, come on. At home? With Zach Wilson throwing for like 100 yards? At home? You cannot lose that game. No. Well, that game, well, I'm not sold on the Jets yet either. That could be, again, I think the Packers need to quit fucking underestimating everybody and just go play football. This is a those damn New York teams, man. I know Bills too. I am taking Aaron Rodgers because he kind of owns Washington. He did. He owned Kirk. Cousins. He owns the entire North. He, he really does. Yeah, but be careful. Do not walk into Washington with that same scoff because it's the NFC. Anything can happen. Literally, any team could be any team, exactly. and it wouldn't surprise me. So give me Green Bay in a must-win game for Aaron Rodgers, or Packers fans in general. I will take Green Bay, but I think it'll be close. See, I, I won't. I don't think it's going to be close. I, do. I think that Green Bay will have a statement win, but if they do not, that is a big issue. I think that you go and win by 10+. plus. That's my prediction. I think Green Bay has issues, and I don't think playing the Commanders will solve them. So I think they win, but I think they win close. Good point. Good point. Last game, Raiders Texans. The exact same situation. This is a fucking mid-off. Unfortunate, but it shouldn't be. The Raiders. This, this the should Raiders, not be. This should not be a matchup between the two worst teams in the NFL. No, the Raiders should be a lot better than what their record is. Yes, and you are not. in a tough division, but you have only played. You the only win you have is against the Broncos. You've played Kansas City and blown a lead to them. Yeah, and and they kept it close. Like I could have told you that the Chiefs were going to beat the Raiders, but they kept it close. But then you lose games like, like you, they've oh god who else have they lost? They to? lost to the Chargers like week one, right? Yeah, they've lost to the Chiefs. That's two. Lost to the Chargers opening night, zero one. 
Chargers are a good team. Then you go lose to the Cardinals, who are two and four. Not a good look. Without without D Hop. Without D Hop. In overtime, blowing another lead. Then after that, you go and lose to the Titans. No, you can't do that. Not back to back. With as bad as the Titans have looked, back to back, nonetheless. That's that's a with tough. as bad as the Titans have looked. You cannot do that. This is the same situation. If you go let the Texans hang close to you, the Texans, Davis Mills, hang close to you all game, hit the panic button. A win is a win, but at the same time, at some point, if you're you got, winning, you got to show that you were not a life. If you're winning by seven or less, to the Texans with a roster like that. Hit hit the panic button. Exactly. Hit the panic button. Like like that's why I like like this game and the Washington and Green Bay game are very similar. Must win games at home for the Raiders. They're at home. Don't let the Texans hang close. Show your fans like we got a rough start. Let's let's we're good. Yeah, exactly. Show them we're all right. You made the playoffs last year without Devonta Adams. You added one of the top five receivers in the league. And you have a healthy Darren Waller this year. No excuse. Don't lose. Give me Vegas. As much as I don't want to pick Vegas, I got to take Vegas. You can't. I, I, I can't I see cannot, them this Yeah, game. you can't pick against them. Well, now it's finally time. You know, it's never too early to pick Super Bowl picks, so let's fucking do it. My Super Bowl is... My AFC pick is Buffalo Bills. I will actually make a pick for the NFC. I will actually throw a pick out for the NFC. My AFC pick is Josh Allen and the Bills. I didn't think that at the beginning of the year. I thought it was going to be another Patty year, whatever. To be honest, I thought it was another Bengals year. but Well, that went tits up on you. Well, not quite yet. Mitch Trubisky said, fuck you. <laughs> Bitch the Bengals, Bengals also went 10-7 last year. Won the division in Super Bowl. It's the NFL. Anything can happen. Either way, give me Josh Allen's Super Bowl. I think this is his year to finally do it. If there was a year, it's got to be this year. In the NFC, I think I'm finally ready to take a pick. Give me San Francisco. Mm. If that team can get healthy and Jimmy G plays just a little bit above the mid-level that he's always fucking been, and like they can play it all like they did. Like I said, this NFC is wide open. If they play even a fraction like that thirteen and three that thirteen and three Niners team, I don't know who can stop them. I don't either. To be fair, to be fair, to be fair, the fucking Falcons just stopped them. Yes, but that team is beat to piss. Fully healthy playoff Jimmy G. Fully healthy Niners with Trent Williams, everybody back, defensively and offensively. I do not know if there is a team in the NFC that can stop a fully healthy Niners team in the playoffs. No, with that being said, they are not going to get fully healthy this season because Elijah Mitchell is gone. Great. But Jeff Wilson is no slouch. No, he has picked up where he needed to. Exactly. And again, with as wide open as this NFC is, all you need is a small run. And good quality playoff wins. And, and all good of a sudden, quarterback play. Or at least fucking half decent. You need a quarterback that can win you a game with his arm. We saw it last year. And Jimmy has done that before. 
He's proven that he Burrow can do did it. it time and time again. Oh my god, he had to. Stafford did it time and time again. Mm-hmm. The teams that will win a championship, like you, like I said, you got like the last however many Super Bowls have been won by quarterbacks other than Nick Foles, with like you know a good like just in the last twenty years. You either need an insane defense, like the best defense we have seen in years. Or high-level quarterback play. Russell Wilson has won a Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady. These are all guys that will make the Hall of Fame. Nick Foles will not. No. But then again, we see that every once in a while. He'll go into the Philly Sports Hall of Fame. (laughs) We see that every once in a while. Like, we do. There's that one team that kind of shoots up. But overall, Patrick Mahomes, who we didn't think was going to be the, the, well, like, we know what he is like now. you said i mean you thought everybody thought he was just coming in like i mean you know what just a kid with a big arm exactly he's he was just a baby and then he came and then they went on that playoff run like oh shit. yeah once you as soon as they went what, down 24-0 to deshaun watson yeah that was the end of the skepticism like after you watched that game the that entire crazy. league said how the fuck did we let andy reed get his hands on this kid yes and look what he's done with him. Exactly. Turned him into a fucking I mean, star. shit, Andy Reid took Alex Smith to deep, like decently deep playoff runs. And then now you get arguably one of the best arm talents ever. Ever. I'd say he's top three already, arm talent. Ever. Yes. I mean, some of the shit, my favorite, one of my favorite NFL photos ever is his him literally parallel to the ground. Throws a fucking dime. And he puts it on a fucking line. Hits the kid in the, hits the dude in the face. And they, yeah. I mean, you cannot, I mean, they lost that game handily. But you could not ask, you could not have asked he Patrick Mahomes to put more effort into that game. Exactly. Yeah. So, like I said, for the AFC, you could pretty much take fucking a handful of teams and tell me why, and I believe you. I bet Cincinnati could make it back. They have the same roster. They lost CJ Uzama, but that big threat, that big play threat team is still there. Absolutely. Chiefs, yeah. It's fucking Kansas City. Buffalo, it's their year. Like again, you could fucking make an argument for anybody. Not the Titans. You can make an argument for the Browns right now. Yeah. That's what I mean. In the NFC, anybody. AFC, there's that handful, I think. NFC, you could make an argument for you could make an argument for anyone just about outside of Detroit and Seattle. Seattle's three and three. Exactly. That's it's like, yeah, it's a ridiculous. No, the only team the only Broncos. I would not. No, that's the AFC anyway. Okay, I'm gonna tell you no because I'm gonna tell you I I don't know. I was gonna say I'm gonna tell you the teams you can count out. And I'm like, well, no, well, no, because like you can't. <laughs> Carolina Panthers is yeah. the only team in the NFC that I'm like no fucking shot. Like, I'd put money on them having less than five wins. I'd say the Panthers and Detroit are the only two teams I would not put money on. Detroit's not even that bad. No, but they still... They have the worst defense in the league. They still aren't winning the games that teams that would make the playoffs would win. They're right there. You got to learn to lose close before you learn to win close. I think everybody up in the rankings, like just pure record, I think everybody up to the Saints... Is where you can pretty much count it out. Saints, no. Commanders, no. Cardinals, no. Bears, no. Lions, yeah. Panthers. So those six, seven. Teams. I think they, there's those teams that like you just you know. Outside so, of that, it's wide open. It real, I mean, because literally above that, three and three and up. Seattle, Atlanta, 
Green Bay, the Rams, Cowboys, Giants, Niners, Bucks, Vikings, Eagles. All teams that are like, shit, I don't know. That is the NFC right now. Shit, I don't know. Because truly, I don't know. I don't either. I don't fucking know. What do you think, Gart? Give me your Super Bowl pick. After the game Sunday, the Bills would probably have home field advantage over the Chiefs now in the playoffs. Unless something goes bad for the Bills or something. And so give me the Bills from the AFC. The NFC? Yeah, it's like any team you pick, it's like, well, no, they're not going to make it. (laughs) Every single team. That's why I picked, that's why I just went with like a team that's like sort of got some veterans. Like, I could have made an argument for Tampa Bay too. It's Tom. It's Tom Brady. I think that's my pick is Tampa Bay. There is always a chance that Tom is going to sneak into the Super Bowl again every single year. And that's not it. That was literally the only, like, I sat there and looked at those two. I looked at a red flag and a red fucking circle. I was like, which one? And San Francisco almost made it last year. So I think they do make it this year. And I think it's perfectly valid that you're taking Tom. Literally, you can never, Tom is never a bad argument in any year. So not a bad. What's your argument? Tom, why? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Oh, fair enough. Oh, Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, my. The NFL is a fucking mess right now, and I love it. But it's never too early or late to talk about some college football. Garrett. All right. Take it the fuck away. All right. We just had a fucking insane weekend. <laughs> like, what the fuck is college football right now? Dude. Other than awesome. I was saying I love. I was saying I love it. It's awesome. Well, it's awesome unless you're in Happy Valley and your name's James Franklin or Manny Diaz or Listen. Sean Clifford. <laughs> Sean Clifford. <laughs> punching the air. So you know. Penn State goes to Michigan. Battle of top ten or so we thought teams. And you said it for how long? The Penn, Penn State, State is fucking fraudulent. They said you said that from the beginning. The only time you sort of doubted it was against Auburn. And then you finally looked I was at Auburn. Like, Whoa. And, and then, then you I saw finally Auburn looked at was... Auburn's stats. And you're like, oh, God. And then they then you beat Northwestern by what, seven? Ten. Ten. I get it. It's a monsoon, but it's Northwestern, dude. Come on. A team that hasn't won a game since exactly. the opener. So Michigan hosts Penn State. Penn State gets absolutely run the fuck over. 418 Manny, yards. Manny Diaz and his defense get run over for 418 yards. You can't give up more than 200. Michigan had the ball for 42 minutes. Are you serious? 42 minutes. First half, Michigan ran like 53 plays, Penn State 14. Yeah, because you look at the halftime scoring, you're like, oh shit, they were shaping up to be a great game. But if you look at it, you're right. I mean, you said this earlier, two fluke plays. If Michigan could score touchdowns in the red zone and there wasn't a fluke interception and a crazy 61-yard Sean Clifford run, the most unathletic thing I've seen this year. Penn State puts up six points, maybe. Not even. I wouldn't give them six. I would say two field goals would be my idea. But, like, yeah, I mean. Michigan should have won that game fluke, by 40. triple tip interception where he gets to go to the end zone. And Sean Clifford breaking on the option. Play. Yeah. yeah. Busted zone read we'll for 61 like the, yards. We'll puts them at the five, yeah. Yeah. But... Everything I know before everything I knew before the game, I still know now. Yeah, we didn't learn anything new from this week. From Penn State week. is fucking fraudulent. I don't want to hear shit about oh they're the they were the number five ranked rush defense. Then the how, do, how good, do you give up four hundred eighteen yards? The only good rushing defense they played, or rushing offense they played, was Auburn, and they gave Tank Bigsby the ball nine fucking times. I don't want to hear shit about Penn State's run defense. I wouldn't be surprised if they lose to Minnesota this week. 
because Mo Ibrahim is a fucking dog, but that's a whole different discussion. The only question I have about Michigan, can J.J. McCarthy win a fucking game with his arm without throwing five-yard passes for four quarters? And this is why I am not sold on Michigan. I have seen C.J. Str- we haven't truly seen C.J. Stroud do it, but we've seen him play at a high level. He can make NFL throws. We've watched my dad handed Hooker do it. We just did. <laughs> we just did. We've seen DTR do it. We've seen these good, like... We've seen quarterbacks elevate at least a little bit. Maybe not so much CJ, but we've seen Hendon Hooker to do win. It. We've seen Bryce Young. Bryce Young, is Bryce Young does it every fucking, fucking week. Team. He exactly. has to do it. But J.J. McCarthy, I, I don't know. And until I see it, I'm not sold on Michigan. Truly, I'm not. I don't want to hear shit about they're saving it for Ohio State. That's not a thing. You don't fuck no. I don't they like were in a one-score game at Indiana, and he could not throw the fucking ball. Indiana. And you're going to tell me they are Indiana. You're going to tell me they are saving that for Ohio State when they can't beat Indiana without fucking. That that is ridiculous. Yep. I I will believe it when I see it for when it comes to Michigan, Penn State. We knew well, at least you knew for sure. I am from PA, so I kind of had to be a little bit of a Penn State fan. Yeah. But, you know. So at the same I, time, but every running... point you make is correct. About I mean seriously, the. Like I, I will believe that JJ McCarthy can win a game with his arm when, when he shows it, us. When I see it, at the same time, I don't want to knock. The, it, it's a good win. You run for four hundred yards on a Power Five team in your conference in your division. That's a good win. It's not a great win. I'm not going to jump around and sing fucking happy dance, whatever. Where are they, are they four still? Are they four? In the Michigan. Games? Yeah, I think in the AP poll. Yeah. But I was going to say because like no, no, like yeah, it's a good win, but it's not. There's a reason that Tennessee jumped you. If that makes sense. Michigan beating Penn State is not Tennessee beating Alabama. Not it's not even, even fucking, close. fucking close. Not even But that's what I'm saying. Ballpark. It's like, yeah, don't treat this as if it's like a huge way, like thing that you just did. Exactly. Yeah. Moving on. Oklahoma State at TCU. Max Duggan oh is a fucking God. animal. Oh my God, he's so fun to watch. So TCU is down by 14 with nine and a half to go. Roughly nine and a half to go. Max Duggan, the running back Kendra Miller, and the receiver Quentin Johnson, who is a fucking alien. That man is not from this planet. <laughs> Stormback went in overtime. Max Duggan is a fucking dude. I've told you the story you did, uh, about tell, his heart. Tell it again. Tell it again. So two years ago, two or three years ago, Max Duggan's a starter. And then COVID hits, and they do the heart checks because of COVID, the pandemic, all that. And he has something like rare that's wrong with his heart that he's had from birth. And so he has, he sits out for a year. Comes back last year, loses his head coach, Gary Patterson. He gets fired. Comes back this year, gets benched. The starter who played over him gets hurt. And they said, okay, Max, we need you to play now, even though we just benched you and basically said, go fuck yourself. And now he's put Texas Christian in the, in top, the top 10. 10. That is insane. That is a crazy... I'd like... Those are the stories you love to hear, and that's why that is literally why we. Those are the stories I love to hear from kids, like people our fucking age. When you look around and see people in our generation who are absolute fucking morons. Quite literally, this is why we love college football. Yeah, stories like that is awesome through and through. That is fucking awesome for Oklahoma State. How badly are they missing Jim Knowles? Ohio, we fucking Ohio State, we fucking stole him from Oklahoma State. Yeah, you did. So twenty twenty one. Oklahoma State, number five rushing yards per game defense, number five total yards per game defense, number nine scoring defense. This year, 57th in rush yards per game allowed, 110th in total yards per game allowed. 
75th in scoring defense. Holy shit. And they haven't even played the best offenses they're going to play yet. But yeah, moral of the story is Oklahoma State is missing Jim Knowles a lot. 100%. And definitely Tanner McAllister, their safety that transferred to Ohio State. He was like the quarterback of that defense. Like, the, I was about to say, you look, I mean, just the numbers, like, between the it's, different, like, you go from number five to number 57 in rush yards per game. Yeah. Defense wise. Number five in total yards per game to number 110. In Out game. of 131 teams, you were 110th. That is from insane. number five a year ago. In from pretty much one guy. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, they're definitely missing the whole game, though. NC State at Syracuse. Are Syracuse them boys? <laughs> are Syracuse them no. boys? They are fucking pretenders, frauds, fakes, whatever the fuck you want to call them. I I can't tell. Like, I'm about as skeptical as... I mean, I should be skeptical of fucking... It's Syracuse. It's the Qs. Like, whatever. This is a, It's a basketball school. It's but... Kansas of the ACC. I am riding their coattails until they lose. I mean, NC State... Is like, it's about as good of a win for Syracuse as they're gonna get as like Michigan beating Penn State. It's about the same level of win, and yeah. it's even not as good as that because. And that's not even saying like Syracuse and NC State are on Michigan and Penn State's level. It's just saying that's like that's about the like we didn't it's not we a knew great everything win. going into this game. Yeah. Other than maybe like Syracuse is like good. I mean Schrader had. What, 300 yards? 300 total yards, two touchdowns. That's, I mean... He played all right. Exactly. And you can't... Like that... I don't know, that's, like, that's a good win. Yeah. For, for a Syracuse team that's, you know, not ever looked at for football, at least not normally no. that I know of, that's a good win. Now, what are they, 16 now? Or are they 14? 14, I believe. Don't stop. If you, I mean, quit, if you want people to quit sleeping on you, don't stop. Because they they play they would are they in what's the divisions like in the ACC is it uh, Atlantic and Coastal okay are I think they're in the Atlantic yeah they're in the Atlantic and then I believe Clemson is in the same division they're in the same division mm-hmm. so they'll play each other then they play each other this week this oh shit that's this week oh yeah. my god where the fuck's my brain but two yes. very there's a couple of big conference games this week like, oh yeah huge conference implications. Because if Clemson goes down this week, they're done. Clemson's got a loss coming somewhere. I don't know where, and I don't know how. They're not going 13-0. There's no Fuck fucking no. way. No way. Either way, that's not who we're talking about right now. Syracuse looks good, but can... Like, if you ever wanted a chance to prove that you're for real, do it this week. Clemson is not the best team in the, in the NCAA, but at least try. Like... So, NC State was still without Devin Leary. I don't think that even made a difference. I mean... I don't think they were that good with him. No, but... Yeah, they, beat, but right. they beat East Carolina by one point. Like... <laughs> Fuck. I didn't realize... I did not know that, actually. However, Garrett Schrader is tied for seventh in America in yards per attempt better than Dorian Thompson-Robinson, J.J. McCarthy, and Bryce Young. I'm not surprised about one of those names. Yeah, J.J., but... Bryce Young? If you're playing on that level... That's a league company. To be fair, that's a league company. Syracuse hasn't played anybody. No, but NC State is not a bad win. It's not a bad defense, but he threw the he's thrown three interceptions all year, and two of them were in this game. Oh, he threw two picks this week. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't know how to feel about Syracuse. I want to believe in them. If but... you play like that against good teams, you're going to get routed by Clemson. 
Oh, you're, easily. You're going to round it. But if you can keep the turnovers down, but keep, you know, the deep passes coming, you're going to give Syracuse a good run for their money. Yeah. It just depends on how they're going to play it. And I, I'm rooting for them. Fuck yeah, go Qs. ACC! Oh, Jesus. I like Duke. Mm. <laughs> Basketball school. Basketball school. USC at Utah. Lincoln Riley, once again. The classic. Giving you his classic slip-up game. Making no fucking... Actually, this makes a lot of sense. Let's say, no, let's say, actually, it makes a lot of sense. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to jump on the USC hate train. It's the first year of a new head coach. Brand, basically a brand new roster. Mm-hmm. Brand new offense. But see, compared defense. to what they did last year? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I, this was a good, like, you were seventh in the nation. That's a good way. That's a good place to be after what you were last year. Also, Cameron Rising is the Max Duggan of the Pac-12. He is just, just a baller. Absolutely. Straight fight. He threw for 450-something yards, I think, 451. And what, three touchdowns, four touchdowns? Yeah, he he's a dog. And he deserved Ram- that win. Yeah. Not that Caleb Williams did. Utah deserved that win. And I think that actually people could have, like, I think that it was actually pretty balanced. Like, I think that there was a lot of people that thought Utah was going to win that football. In year game. one of Lincoln Riley with a brand new roster, not a very good line of scrimmage for USC. No, I don't. I don't think this was a very big surprise. No, it's, it's one of those like Green Bay playing well years, Minnesota mid, but Minnesota still beats Green Bay. Yeah, it's like every. I mean, it's the type of thing like you knew it was coming, but it was like it should be a surprise, but it's it's not. It's, like, not. it's not. USC fans, keep your keep your chin up though. I, I mean, think that's a good way to put remember it. Remember where you were a year ago. I was you, say, the, you have one loss. You could still go to the Rose Bowl and win the Rose Bowl. Yeah, go to Pac twelve championship. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, I, that's a good way to put it. Keep your chin up. I think that some USC fans are probably feeling better about USC now. I don't think they would have wanted to go undefeated, get into the playoff and get absolutely shit canned. Good point. I think they would now you can, now you gotta go now you can go be competitive in a bowl game. You can have that build up from year to year. It's not just uh oh we went to the playoffs year one and got or the shit kicked out get, of us. And then, then went 8-5 and five Yeah, the and then Georgia year. absolutely beats us in or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, USC is still in a good spot. Absolutely. I think they're in a better spot than they were two weeks ago. Oh, 100%. Even though they yeah, just absolutely. lost, which is really weird. I, I like Caleb Williams. I At Oklahoma, I didn't as much. But... I actually I've I have been a I've been a pretty good fan of him here. He's a he's a good little ball player. Yeah, I do like Caleb Williams. All right, the one, the one. Yeah! <laughs> the one Dylan's been waiting for. Oh the God. one everyone was waiting for. The one everybody's been waiting for. All Saturday and all of that's been all throughout the media. Your anticipation for the last hour and forever, however, or how much Alabama goes to Knoxville, Tennessee. And Hendon Hooker wins the game. Takes the fucking game over. Wins his arm. 385 yards, nearly 13 in attempt, five that touchdowns. That was the game. That was That's the type of quarterback play we mean when we say win a game with your Take arm. over a fucking game. Elevate, Not only with his arm, with his legs. Elevate your team. I mean, Hendon Hooker said, Y'all don't want, I'm not the Heisman winner? Okay. How about now? Like, see, like just put on a... To be fair, Bryce Young did too. I was so impressed with Bryce. Like, I have my skepticism about Bryce Young. I know he won the Heisman last year, but even watching him this year, after that game, I am no longer... Like, Bryce Young is a very good fucking He's player. the best player in college football. You think so? He has been for about a year now. Him and Jameer... Jameer is it Jameer Gibbs? Jameer Gibbs is... Also just a fucking athlete. Who the fuck let him go to Alabama? Who's going to stop him? No one. Tennessee. But he is Alvin Kamara. I mean, that dude is a ball... They both are. Like, that's why I said, that was just, some of the throws that he made, and like, I, 
hope that we can get a YouTube going soon because like when I describe like pictures or videos, I'd like to be able to show you guys. But like there were multiple throws in this game where Bryce Young would like he'd put a pass down and the defender would reach and it would like literally miss the defender's fingertips by like oh yeah three inches. The right two, the the two point pocket. conversion to Jacory Brooks. He's rolling to his left, turns to his right, whips a sidearm to the back of the end zone, hits him right in the fucking hands. And I'm just talking about Bryce Young. He lost the game. Exactly. What about the guy who threw five touchdowns? Himden fucking hooker. Himden hooker, dude. Absolute beast of this game. And so is fucking Jalen Hyatt. Dude had six catches. Five were touchdowns. This is all that needs to be said. Jalen Hyatt. That's the tweet. <laughs> Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt. That's the tweet. Absolutely. 100%. My mic is still working. That's all I need to say. <laughs> this this thing on? This thing on? Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt. However... Absolutely. Can Tennessee's offense continually carry that dog shit pass defense? Yeah, I mean, 129th out of 131 teams, the only FB or the only Power Five team worse is Vanderbilt. 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 And that is tough because you're going to go play some good quarterbacks come soon. You just played Bryce Young. They may see Bryce Young again. And I don't know that Bryce Young is going to lose again. No. I don't think Nick Saban's going to lose. I'm not saying Nick's fucking temper tantrum Nick Saban. Yeah, bro. But, unfortunately, like, we talked about this before, but this this game realistically did not mean that much. To the fans and to, like, college football fans. To college football atmosphere, apps, that was huge. I mean, that's big. But you in terms off of the, the SEC championship race, this game meant jack shit. If this was Georgia, that is a completely different story. Georgia's basically out of the playoff at that point. If they lose this game, yeah, if Georgia loses this game, they're done. But since it was Alabama, now you have the momentum. Alabama has everything in front of them. But you, yeah, if you're Tennessee, now like now the eyes are on you. They weren't on it you It almost before. feels like Tennessee's margin for error is less now than it was oh, two hum- weeks ago. Absolutely it was. They Which, could have lost to Alabama, beat Georgia. And their margin for error would be less. Like they would actually have... like At that point, you win the SEC and you're in the playoff. And you made this point forever ago. Like literally four weeks ago, you said that they would get one and not the other. I think they will They've get... They've got one. Yeah. It's tough to believe that they would get... They would get the number three team and then go beat number one like four weeks later. The difference That's between tough. a good team and a contending team... A good team can get one of them and look all right the rest of the year. They can go 10-2, and 11-1, lose to one of the good teams, miss the playoffs. Go, to, the bowl, the go, to, a good, go yeah. to a good bowl game. Right. A contender, they get all of them. Get them all. 2019 LSU gets all of them. Oh my God, Joe Georgia, Burrow, Alabama, Jamar, Texas, and Jay Jett is absolutely that team. That team was not. If losing. Hendon Hooker can play to a Joe Burrow level and elevate that much, if he plays like he did on Saturday, the rest of the year, Tennessee has a legitimate shot. Tennessee ran the ball in Alabama too. That's the thing that no one's talking See, about. See, that's uh, you're right. Tennessee that's... averaged over five yards a carry, and that is huge because when you have a balanced offense like that. Then you make defenses respected, and as soon as you make defenses respected, Jalen Hyatt down there somewhere. Exactly. Or Hendon Hooker out there somewhere. Tennessee didn't even have their best receiver Saturday. That's right. Cedric Tillman was Tillman out. Tillman was out. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're a Tennessee fan, keep. If you're an Alabama fan, you're fine. I mean, you lost to Tennessee. I mean, obviously you have some issues. You have receiver issues, big time. Jim, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Jermaine fucking Burton. Not only is a lazy fucking route runner, gives no fucking effort, but he's also lazy a, ass route runner. He's also a fucking 
you can't. That's a bad look. You can't fucking smack phones out of fans' hands because you fucking lost the because game. Because you lost. Yeah. Don't. And I don't. Don't give me the fucking argument. Oh, they shouldn't have been on the field. If this game was in Tuscaloosa, and Alabama was number six, and Tennessee was number three, and Alabama won the fucking game after 16 years and stormed the field, and a Tennessee player smacked a fucking Alabama fan, it'd be huge all over the place. Alabama fans would not let us hear the end of it. So don't give me that shit that they shouldn't have been on the field. That is bullshit. Yep. Everything, yeah, every, I mean, everything else, like, top to bottom, the SEC is still open by a wide margin. Oh, yeah. There are three to four teams in that conference that can go to the playoff. Absolutely. Depending there on how... There are three to four playoff-worthy teams, depending on what Ole Miss does. Exactly. The Ole Miss is an outlier. There's at least three. Yeah. They're in that middle range where it's like, they could go play, like, depending on how they play in the upcoming weeks, they could go play with those top seven teams, or... They could they fall could, off they could and be belong that with that seven to fifteen. Range. They could be in that second because yeah, there's like when we get to later in the show, we'll kind of like we feel like there's like two tiers right now. Well, there's like three almost. Like there's that upper range. There's your elite teams, your playoff contenders. And there's then, your and then there's like couldn't, the, there's the teams that like we said could knock off one of those top teams, but aren't quite there. And then you have everything below exactly. those. Teams. It's like those teams. Like there's a couple of teams in there that are like maybe. Depending on how they play in the next coming weeks, of course, it's all going to depend on what We're next week find looks out like. A lot the the week after month. that, and week after, exactly the next couple weekends are big, 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 big. What a, what a Saturday, man! Absolutely. I mean, that's that's why we love college football: atmosphere, Absolutely. the passion, the talent. Every single week, something is crazy. However, the fucking rankings are not up to snuff. <laughs> They're not up to snuff. What are we gonna do about it? Well, here's my thought. How many teams are there in college football here? 131. 100, that's FBS a lot. That's, teams. that's a lot of teams. You know, 25, you know, you're you're letting teams in like Tulane. And not that Tulane's bad, but you know Who the fuck have they played? Exactly. You know Well, they did beat Kansas State. Kansas State. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. But it almost seems like it'd be better if it was like just a, just you know, we like shrunk it down hmm. and gave like that top. 10 to 15% of the college football the respect they deserve, you know? Hmm. Oh, wait, we did that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Presenting the first ever SD Top 15 rankings. Original content. The SD Top 15. And we're going to go through it right now. We don't do the uh, sugarcoating shit. We're don't, give go me that, don't give me that fucking 15 suspense. for one bullshit. No, we're going to go straight number one to number 15. And Garrett's going to tell you why. I actually... I did not see this list till yesterday, so I did not really have a hand in this, and that's kind of why I liked it, because now I can talk to Garrett about it and might give my thoughts, so I actually like this, and then we can kind of go off of this. But this is the SD Top 15. At number one, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Your Ohio State Buckeyes. My Ohio State Buckeyes. Your Golden Children. Again? They're the most balanced team in the country. I've told you this, absolutely, I've told you this multiple times i don't think that there is an argument against that like no they like they have and again they have not played notre dame was their win and now that's really not that's tough to yeah label as that but when you got guys mine williams mine williams is a fucking dude he's a dude and cj Stroud has proved like he's shown glimpses that he can be a dude so think about this and i am very excited to watch that many big games coming up through six through six games a year ago Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson had like 60 catches for 600 or so, some odd yards. 
and I think nine touchdowns. Through six games this year, Emeka Ibuka and Marvin Harrison Jr. have 66 catches for about the same amount of yards and like 12 or 13 touchdowns, maybe more. You're putting up the same efficiency. Without your number one receiver. Without fucking... And you've been yeah. mixing and matching running backs for the last month because either Trey Henderson's hurt. What's his first name? Jackson, right? Jackson Smith and Jay. Jackson, yeah. yeah. But you've been mixing and matching running backs. I mean, Henderson's missed time. And every single time they just keep producing. Exactly. Every time. They put a new running never, back in the field. I have never seen a team lose two first-round receivers, injure another one that came back, and it doesn't affect them. Didn't it, didn't, they look better than last year. Yeah, they do. Their offense and their defense also looks and very stout. Justin Fry is the higher of the offseason. As good as Jim Knowles' defense has been, Justin Fry has that offensive line like cooking. They're the best fucking offensive line in the country, maybe other than Michigan. But say debatably, absolutely. They're, they're yeah. moving people. That team, yeah. I'm very are. excited to watch them in the upcoming weeks because they're finally getting into that meat of that Big Ten schedule. Especially this weekend, they get Iowa. Iowa, that's Iowa a, that's, is a very good defense. Exactly. Now, if you can go punch that defense in the throat, that's a that that's a statement. We'll get to that. Number two, Tennessee Volunteers. I'm not arguing. Big win Saturday. I'm not arguing. I don't think they're quite as balanced as Ohio State. I think they have some issues with their running backs. I don't. I don't know that you. I could make an argument that they're. I don't There's know. There's an argument. You can make an argument that they're the best team in the country, but they're not as balanced. I like them at two. I do. I like them at two. And their pass defense is very... That's tough. It's an to, issue. It's tough to argue against. Number three, I have Michigan. See, this is the only... Like, this is one of the only places on this list where I wouldn't, but it's kind of here nor there because, like, I would put Georgia above Michigan and I'd leave Michigan at four. I like Clemson at five. That's the only... Like, again, here nor there. It's one spot. Like, I don't think that that really does anything. But, like, I... Like I said, I don't trust JJ right now. I don't know if I could. I don't know that I could rank them at three, but I would rank them at four. And that's like every team in the top fifteen is lacking something. It's just Ohio State is lacking the least amount of anything. The only thing they're really lacking is good corner play and CJ Stroud taking over a fucking game. And Tennessee. Even so lack- we haven't seen him play an opponent yet, like where he's needed to, in a sense, if no, that makes sense. But like against Notre Dame, sort of. And he was—he kind of looked like a shell of himself. He did not look very good. No, but that was also the first week of the year, high pressure game. Without your two, three, your top seven receivers. Yeah, give him a chance. I think you get you give CJ a chance. I think that he steps up. I'm waiting for him to step up. Tennessee doesn't have the pass defense. Doesn't run the ball very well. Their offensive line is so so. Can Mich- can JJ McCarthy take Michigan, over? Michigan can they throw the ball? Can they take over a game? With an arm, with his Their arm. defense is good. Their run game is insane. Absolutely, yeah. Best one of them. Arguably the best in the country. Number four, Georgia. Their offense. We had Stetson for Heisman talk. He's thrown five touchdowns this year, I think. I don't think he's thrown more than five touchdowns. Yeah, like three of them were in the first week. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, I don't. Stetson Bennett is good. And that's about as high. Georgia's either looked really good this year or really bad. Yeah, Kent State almost gave him a run for their money. Missouri had them down to the yeah. last five minutes. Missouri, Missouri lost to Kansas State by 28. That Missouri team. It wasn't hard for Kansas State to beat them, so don't give me the shit that it's hard to win in the SEC. Absolutely. See, that was, yeah, that was, yeah. I like Number that. five, Clemson. Can DJ keep 
uplifting that offense and that fucking horrid scheme. Yeah, I'm about to say because he does not fit. What well they are doing all. to that kid is a fucking travesty. Yeah. He goes to Ohio State and he blossoms. Dabo Sweeney's coach. Something like, whatever. Dabo Sweeney needs to hire a fucking coaching staff that isn't people who have never had a big time college job before. He needs to stop promoting people and go get somebody because it's 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 catching up to him. I was to say, yeah, your number, your, are, they, are they fifth in AP as well? Yes. No, yeah, they're fifth. That can only keep you in the top five for so long. Exactly. When you go play Georgia or Michigan, you finally get to go play these guys. It's They're going to expose It's going to show. They're going to expose gonna show. you. Hell, almost Wake Forest almost did. Wake Forest did. Yeah, if Wake Forest wins that game, that's huge. Clemson, that's like... they Wake were, Forest is tops in the ACC right now if they do that. They were... They were a couple plays away from that game. Like, that's why... Like, exactly. I, that's why Clemson has some big holes too, yes. After Clemson, number I have six. Alabama. Number six. I think that's... Alabama has some serious issues. Mm-hmm. And we saw them. I don't think there's many receiving cores that can do to Alabama what Tennessee did. But there's one in Columbus, and if they go to the playoff, they're going to see them yep. more than likely. Oh, hell yeah. Alabama, Alabama has one corner that's... One defensive back Right that's now, I don't think that Alabama looks like a championship winning team right now. They, not Not yet. right now. They That's can develop into that. Right now. If, if, if you can get your receiving core, like we talked about, up to a championship, championship level, level, that's a scary team. Because then you got Bryce Young leading him. And Jameer Gibbs. And Jameer Gibbs. Step one. Get Jermaine Burton the fuck off get the field. <laughs> get that, sit him the fuck down the on the bench. Burton sit him on the fucking heavy, bench. Heavy. Have him take his fucking helmet off and hold a fucking clipboard. Do not put him in the fucking game unless he shows you he can give you some fucking effort and stop being a jackass. And it's possible that we see that in the upcoming weeks, but on Saturday, I don't see it. Step two, fire Bill O'Brien. Get him the fuck out of there. The plays he, the fucking schemes and plays he is calling is ridiculously bad. In the Tennessee game, they're down to like, what, the 33-yard line, right? They throw the ball three times with 30 seconds left. Run the fucking yeah, ball, the kill fucking, the clock, yeah. end the game. Jameer you Gibbs. go to overtime or make the field goal. Yeah, Jameer Gibbes. You gotta try. I mean, yeah, you gotta trust your run game at that point. But you're right. That's you can't make those coaching calls and expect to go to a championship to win. And then the defense, a little overrated, but they're gonna. They're, the DBs were they're an issue. They'll Outside produce. of Kool Aid McKinstry, they are an issue. Number seven. Ole Miss. Ole Miss is very interesting. This is the first of those teams where it's like... This is where it kind of drops from... Could go either way. Yeah. And depending, like, how many weeks until they play Alabama? November 5th, I believe, so Couple two weeks. weeks. Not... No, three weeks. Because next... It'll be the 29th next Saturday. Yeah, so it is three weeks. Okay. okay. That is a huge game. Ole Miss has got... If, if Ole both Miss... teams can stay when, when like... Or, like, Ole if those teams can win out to that point, that's a huge game. Ole Miss just has to beat LSU this Saturday. And, that's and they it. will be it's, undefeated it's going LSU. to play Alabama. It's LSU. Yeah. yeah, that is their big... And it's not that LSU is like a great team, but that is absolutely one of those bite-your-in-the-ass teams. Ole Miss is Every very time. strange to me because it's Lane Kiffin. Usually they're throwing the ball around 40, 50 times a game. They run the ball like a motherfucker. They did. There's a third-ranked rushing offense in America right now. Ole Miss, a Lane Kiffin coach team, is running the ball third nationally ranking. They're third in the nation? In the nation in rushing yards. Ole Miss. Yes. Holy shit. That's a statement. However, the passing game is 78th in pass yards per game. And I'll get into this a little bit later. But they're 18th in pass yards per attempt. 
So they're not throwing the ball around a lot, but when they're throwing it, they're taking those play-action shots, they're hitting big ones. I don't know if they can beat Alabama. I don't know if Jackson Dart is that guy, is the dude to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's... You need a... you need Look what Hendon Hooker had to do. But if Jackson Dart can even put up a fraction of that, like, it's... If Ole Miss can get the run game, nobody has run over a Nick Saban Alabama team bar Ohio State in 2014. That is the only team that's done it. Zeke. Outside of that, nobody has run over Alabama. After that... The UCLA Bruins. Mm-hmm. That's They also have a huge implication game coming up this week. Dorian Thompson-Robinson is the best quarterback in the Pac-12. Yeah. Uh, the only person that could even make an argument is Caleb. The thing about UCA that is really... UCLA, sorry. That's really interesting this year is they're tough. They're physical. Exactly. They pushed Utah around. And every time that we watch them, it's like... Oh, can UCLA prove it to us? Like and then they go and beat was did they beat Utah by double digits? They beat they had Utah down by 17 until DTR throws a random pick six that had no fucking factor in the game. That's you UCLA likes to like they will beat you around. You don't Absolutely. push around a Kyle Whittingham Utah team. Absolutely. And they pushed around Utah big time. They beat the They got exactly. physical with them. And if that's the type of play that we're gonna get from them against Oregon, then I think I don't, UCLA I don't, will beat them. I don't see the UCLA losing. Yeah. Zach Charbonnet is that fucking dude. He's that dude. He is a top 15 running back. In case you didn't notice, we have a lot of guys that are that guy. But that's okay because there are a lot of guys that we're are that guy. It. We're going to find out who that that guy is. Don't worry. No, yeah. Number nine, TCU. Max fucking Duggan. I don't know how I feel about the defense yet. But the offense God, can they produce. Have, they have some fucking speed. The offense they can produce. Against Oklahoma, they had 11 players run, I think, 21 miles an hour. Faster. That's ridiculous. At that point in the season in the NFL, there was like maybe eight players in the entire NFL that ran that fast. Oh, my God. If you can if you can use that to your advantage against defenses, that's a hard... That's, that is. That's a tough. But then again, if you can like... That's the thing is like, can you keep up with them? Because if TCU can go put the ball... It could go get puts on the board every single every single drive. Even if their There's defense is you giving do. it up, right? Even if your defense is giving up, they get one stop. Boom. Same thing as the Tennessee Alabama. TCU will make you pay. If you can get one stop, and they did. Next is Oregon, number ten. Judging by how the next game goes, they could easily drop. I don't know how to feel about Oregon because they get to piss beat out of the absolutely game. slaughtered, and then that but game was... since then, Bo Nix is like, all right. I'm done throwing the ball. He said, I'm done throwing the ball. And then, yeah, and he's the fun. He's, then look at him. He is Undefeated sense. Third in the nation in yards per attempt. Yeah. As a quarterback. As a quarterback. As a quarterback. Yeah. They are absolutely. Yeah. He 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 is on his He's He's on our he. He's on his way to being that guy. He could be. If he can beat DTR, where did that, where's that game at? Oregon. Okay. If they can beat, if they can take care of business at home. He, I, he's that's that's a big step forward for him, hundred percent. Eleven, Oklahoma State. Spencer Sanders. I don't. Oh. Yeah. Throwing the ball, he is a mess. Less than sixty percent completions. A lot of picks. I don't. I think. Yeah. I think you when gave them gets, a lot of slack being eleven. Even when he gets out running the ball real well, they're a scared team. He's tough to stop. Right. He's tough to stop. Absolutely. That defense is fucking god awful. But that's a big if. And that defense is god awful. So I mean, so like I, I think, but I don't know. I eleven is good, but I like you may. They like, could still win out and win the Big Twelve. It's possible. 
I don't. I don't think they will. But twelve, I have Utah. I'm very high on that Utah team. I know you. I like. Yeah, I like Utah. They were down to the fucking goal line against. Florida. They're two losses, aren't they? Florida and UCLA. Right. The UCLA loss looks. It doesn't look as bad as it was, but it was pretty bad. Yeah, but, but then again, now UCLA is showing like exactly that's a quality team. The Florida loss, that's a, that's a bad loss. Yeah, no, I understand it's at the swamp because at that point it did not look like a bad loss. They jump the rankings and then, but then they yeah, then to, they lose to Kentucky. They shit can by Kentucky. Yeah, and and AR fifteen looked atrocious. Number thirteen, the Wake Forest fighting Sam Hartman's. I like Wake Forest. I'm on that. That fucking team. offense is. Sam Hartman, again, he's another one of those guys. I don't know if he's an NFL guy, but... Just so much fun. There's these guys that maybe we'll never he see. He will pitch it around the yard. But it's just so much fun to watch in college football. I'm football. glad he got healthy and that he came back. Absolutely. 14, USC. I think they still have everything in front of them in the Pac-12. But Absolutely. I, like you said, keep your head up. I think this was a good loss for them. Keep your heads up. I think it's something they needed. To a tough Utah team. A 15. very tough Utah team. Cute. You snuck him in, you bastard. Nice. Hey, the AP like, has him 14. I have, I'm lower on him. Oh, that's right. They are AP. Yeah, but you still snuck them into your list. Just, just a little bit. Either way, I think... They are very balanced. There's no reason to count them out yet. Yeah. And depending on how they play on Saturday... We're going to find out a lot. Exactly. Even if they don't win, you push Clemson to the very end. That's saying something. Yeah. Truly. I mean, even if you don't win, you take them to a fourth quarter kick or... You know, right down to the wire. Even you're a one-score game going into the fourth quarter. Absolutely. You're saying something. Which, against Clemson, that's not saying much. Georgia Tech almost did the same thing. But, but it's Syracuse. It's still Clemson. And yeah. it's, Sy- exactly. it's still Clemson. Yeah, it's still Clemson. So a Dabo's, top five team. Dabo Sweeney and his fucking intern coaching staff. <laughs> Good Lord. Well, now that we've shown you our top 15 picks... That's going to be the structure for the picks. Usually we're going to spend more time on the top teams and kind of work our way down. Maybe spend a little less time on each team as we go down further. Because the top teams are the... That's where it's at. So now that we've told you who our top 15 teams in college football are, who really has the best offense in college football? Because you could make an argument for quite a few teams. I think there's an argument for five or six teams. More... Maybe four. Okay, what are your, what are those teams? Ohio State... Tennessee, Alabama, and Michigan. Maybe TCU. Oh, let's say TCU, I think, is teetering. UCLA is... Eh, You're starting to get into maybe territory. And Ole Miss like, is really maybe. On a... Yeah, on a... Ohio maybe, State yeah. is the most balanced team in the country. I mean, the fact that you have a CJ Stroud and then you put in a third-string running back who goes scores five touchdowns. Yeah. That's ridiculous. There's really not and much more to be said. I mean, that is ridiculous. They don't have their number one receiver. Let's say we're forgetting... This, that's, that's or insane. JSN, sorry. That's You're insane. Forgetting. Like, when is he supposed to come back? Or is he kind of off and on? It's a hamstring injury, so it's kind of a lingering thing. Okay. But they're hoping he can come back this week. Okay. I mean, don't push it, definitely. I mean, and they they're, they played well without him. The last, two weeks they've only had, the last two weeks, they've only had one of their two top backs, and now they have both of them this week. Yeah. That team is going Which to Which they're going to need, because Iowa's a good defense. It's going to get scary. Tennessee, if Hendon Hooker plays like that, but see, they're the he, best offense. It's not even fucking close. It's close. It's, it's close. not. It's not. It close. is. No, you. It's close. If Tennessee play, if Hendon Hooker and Jalen Hyatt play like that, and they get Cedric Tillman back, that I I keep forgetting about Tillman. That kid is a dog. Too. I think they're. I think if they do that and Hendon Hooker plays like that's that, that's also an incredible. I mean, he put up an incredible. He put up a Heisman. Performance. That was his Heisman. That moment. was a Heisman game. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So. 
Yeah, if he wants, yeah, if they want the argument for the best offense in the country, go do at least a fraction of that every yeah. day, every night. Alabama, they have receiver problems. We've you have well you are, documented you are, receiver problems. You are always all you. There's always a possibility that you can be the best offense in the country when you have Bryce Young. Exactly, like the best, like you said, best. Like he, but their those receivers the best. are right, and the fact that he's led them to a six and one record with that problem is still good. I mean, if Jalen Milrow was the starting quarterback, they would have three fucking losses already. Not even close. Yeah, not even close. And they wouldn't even be close losses. Yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, Bryce Young has at least, like, he's he literally has to put that team on his back. And they're still one of the best offenses in the country. Michigan is a passing offense away. Because From that, being the best. Absolutely. That yeah. run game. It's unstoppable. I mean, it's literally. J.J. McCarthy has to fake one handoff look up, and he's going to have three receivers wide open. Because they have to fucking overcommit to everything. Absolutely. Unless you're Manny Diaz, then you're going to play a six-man box against 13 personnel. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> oh, not to mention, we didn't even mention Jameer Gibbs about Alabama. I mean. No, he's the best running back in college football. Oh, it's, it's not it, even close. It's not close. You're right. I agree with that. Yeah. He is on a whole like different if, if there was going to be a running, if there was going to be a non-quarterback to win the Heisman, it's Jameer Gibbs. You don't see people make moves and do things that he is doing. Oh my God, the one move in Tennessee where he literally just took one step and the Tennessee just, he like fell. I was like, he oh grabbed air. I was he like, was oh gone. my God. Yeah, he was. That's, yeah, he like turned and he was gone. That's insane. Yeah, absolutely. Fun to watch though. Holy shit. And then, if you want to mention TCU. They got speed to burn. They can we run it. you into the ground. They got some fucking burners. And if Max Duggan can keep, like you said, can keep up with if that. If he keeps balling, they're balling. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, it, they're eight in the country right now. Yeah. That's that's a good ceiling. Can it get higher? It's Can close. it get higher? They're close. Exactly. They're closer than people think. I am excited to see. I oh, am yeah. very excited to see. Texas TCU. That's the... Oh, whoo! If they play at some point... I don't, I don't remember if they play in the regular season, but if they play at some point this year... That's going to be it. Quinn Ewers versus that TCU offense? I can't wait, dude. I can't wait. All right. We gave you our NFL gambling advice. <laughs> so now you thought we were done. We're not done. <laughs> we have the Week 8 SD College football picks. Now you have five, correct? I have five picks this week. Oh, that you wanted to go to. All right. And I'm not sure that any of these games will be relatively close. Oh, I am. I guarantee Maybe you two of them. So, um, some, okay. In any case. We'll get to it. <laughs> Iowa at Ohio State. Number two Ohio State. It's a noon kick. Big noon for the first time this year. Joel Klatt's been fucking oogling over this game. He's been waiting to get Ohio State so he can cover them. And I don't blame him. Spread, Ohio State, minus 29 and a half. They're getting 30 points. I That's don't think a, they cover. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think that they They are yeah. minus 10,000 on the money line. Iowa plus 2,000. Over under 49 and a half. Can that Iowa defense slow down? Just slow down. I was going to say, that's, that's even a matter of slowing down. I mean, you don't have to stop them. Even Just, then, I don't think it fucking matters. No, Ohio Iowa's State, offense is so bad. I was about to say, you stop them. Great. Now go score. So what happened last, I think it was last week. Iowa has the ball first and 10. They go three and out, negative 11 yards on a sack. Punt the ball. The other team muffs the punt. They get the ball. I think it was Illinois, on the Illinois 35-yard line. They go three and out, minus six yards. Punt the ball again to the Illinois five. Illinois fumbles on, like, the first or second play of that series. Iowa has the ball first and goal on the five, goes negative four yards, kicks a field goal. Oh, my God. Nine plays, negative 20-something yards, and a field goal. That is... Oh, my God. That is a pathetic offense. That is pathetic. That is absolutely pathetic. Absolutely. So, 
With Iowa's defense, I think you make a good point. I would not take 29 and a half. That's a lot of points. I think Ohio State will come into this game and win like 35 to 3. But 30 Iowa, points is a lot of 30 uh, points is a lot. 30 points is a lot on that defense. Yeah, it's a That's lot the points. number 3 scoring defense exactly. in football. 30 points in general, let alone winning by 30. Yeah. And then how much longer does Kirk Ferentz keep his job? Yeah. If we're they tend being to serious. Wisconsin and Iowa tend to mirror each other. And Wisconsin just fired their head coach gone, who yeah. went 67 and 20 something. Yeah, really no I'm warning a, either. That was like he was out of there. It was trending down, but still. But not Iowa looks so I much worse. I was worse than Wisconsin. Outside of their defense, they look terrible. I was worse off than Wisconsin. But yeah, give me Ohio State. I don't think they cover. I do think they get the win though. And I think they need to go out and dominate. This is a game where you need to yeah, you dominate a bad offense. Statement in your conference. Yes. Absolutely. Next up, Syracuse at Clemson. 14 Syracuse at number 5 Clemson. 12 p.m. again. This one I think that, is on. I that's bullshit. This one I think is on ABC. Clemson is getting 13 and a half here. Minus 550 on the money line. Syracuse plus 400. Over under again, 49 and a half. Syracuse is number one in the ACC in total defense, but number six in total offense. Clemson is number five in total defense in the ACC, and number seven in total offense. How good are each of these teams, really? Like, I think this is a very, like, and we might not, we might not see either of these, like, we might see each of these teams crap their pants, and whoever wins just kind of happens to win, you know? Exactly. Or we, don't we know. could see both teams actually show out and give us a good matchup. We don't know I anything wouldn't. about either team. No, like, we don't. This is, I think that this is a good, like, we did learn a lot this Saturday, but I think we will learn just as much this Saturday. I can't call this a measuring stick game because I don't know anything about either team. No, because really neither. Clemson doesn't feel like they're that good. No, but they're five. There's five. They're or six number, but they're number five in the country. Syracuse doesn't feel like they're amazing. But then they're again, six here, and zero. But here we are, and they're number fourteen in the country. I'm taking Clemson. I don't think Clemson covers. I think they win by about ten. I give. I give Syracuse to keep it close, but I don't think the I don't they're not ready to be Clemson. The yet. looming question for Clemson is can DJ, like I said earlier, can DJ In- overcome a bad offensive system? His production on non-play action passes, 70.6%. On play action passes, you know, plays that are designed to give the quarterback an easy open throw. 47.5%. That's a 23% drop. How much longer can he Fucking stomach that system. I mean, seriously. That's just... Ugh. It's getting bad. It's putrid. It's getting bad. Speaking of putrid, Brian Kelly. <laughs> Seven Ole Miss at LSU. This is a game that Ole Miss cannot take lightly. No. LSU will always be... LSU's favored in this game. Yeah. If Ole Miss is for real, they will walk in there and do something to the effect of what Tennessee just did two weeks ago. Beat the absolute piss out of them. Play like you're a top 10 team. LSU's run defense is terrible. Ole Miss's run offense is great. If LSU can stop Ole Miss on the ground, they're in business. Exactly. Because LSU's passing defense is pretty good, the 24th. If they can stop the run, they have the advantage. You don't have to absolutely mur- like You don't have to beat these guys by 30 to make Go a there and get your win and get to your bye week. Exactly. Get, get ready for Bama. Exactly. Take your win and go quietly. Exactly. Get out of there. Get out of Death Valley with the win. So I'm going to take Ole Miss probably by about a touchdown. 
Yeah, I, like I don't. Yeah, twenty four seventeen. Depending on how much, like truly, depending on how much they beat this team by, it will show us something. If they go in there and beat this team by 15, 16, 17, that's showing something. The over under in, in like at in Louisiana, like that's big. The over under is almost seventy, and I don't know why. I think Ole Miss is going to run the ball. It's a lot of points. Maybe take a few shots here and there. Yeah. Do what they do best. Truly. Just run the ball. Exactly. And just keep the ball. Keep the ball on the exactly. Keep the ball on the ground. Like Michigan. What you do to what you've gotten you just do what's gotten you to be number seven in the nation. It's like Michigan against Penn State. Why would you pass the ball when you can do what you're doing on the ground? Yep. So give me Ole Miss by about a touchdown. UCLA number nine at Oregon number ten. I didn't know Oregon was favorite. Three thirty p.m. kickoff. This is bullshit. By the way, that's a twelve thirty kick on the West Coast. This is bullshit. I agree. Either way, DTR best QB in the conference. Not even close. And I think he proves it in this game. I think he shows out, and I think Oregon's favorite in this one. But I, I am taking UCLA on the road in Oregon. I think that UCLA is the better team, and I think that they have proven it. They beat a Utah team who is tough. Tough. Mm-hmm. And they beat the piss out of them. They beat them around. So Oregon's getting six in this game. They're 225, yeah. minus 225 on the money line. Mm-hmm. UCLA plus 180. Over, under, almost 70. Like 69 and a half. What that one's down, at least a little more reasonable. I mean, What it comes down to for me is can Bo Nix outduel Dorian Thompson-Robinson and, and Zach Charbonnet? I truly don't think so. I don't either because UCLA's run defense is pretty good. Texas, number 20, at number 11, Oklahoma State. If Texas, they want to keep Texas in the CFB or the CFP conversation, they need to win this game. Big win here. Big like implications. Season-altering win. Absolutely. Right you lose here, you're, you're out. Texas you're, not getting, getting, you're not even going to get close with three wins. Not Texas is getting six and a half, minus 250 on the money line, 200 plus. And Texas scares me because they just beat Iowa State by three. By three points. Over under 62 and a half. I think it'll go over, and I think it'll go over by a lot. I don't know about it by a lot. But I think it'll be yeah. in the forties for both teams. It's possible. Texas needs this is a this this, this huge is absolutely absolutely yeah. Like if you can go into Oklahoma State, get a win, like you're that's you're one you're one big step closer to punching your ticket. Texas has lost four straight two road games dating back to last year. They didn't have Quinn Ewers for those games. Can Texas stop Spencer Sanders? And make him one-dimensional. Because when he's one-dimensional, he's not very good. That offense is one-dimensional, and it's, yeah. like, it's and easy to stop. he's not a good passer. Easy to stop. So I think... Big win. Big. I think Texas. Texas wins, but Oklahoma State will cover. Oh, I think so. I think it'll be very close. Oh, it's it's going to be, be a shootout. Yeah, it's going to be a close game. Shootout, ironically, because, you know, Texas... Whatever. Anyways, the Cowboys, <laughs> I don't fucking know. All right. Well, there's our gambling advice. If you want to make a fat bankroll... Yep, two 19-year-olds who are already in debt. However, unlike Texas' defensive game plan for Spencer Sanders, <laughs> we are not one-dimensional, especially on social media. I like how you did that. That was good. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at the SD Media. If you like our content and want more, please drop a follow. Help us blow this shit up and make the Scramble Drill and the SD Mafia the best football show out there. We're going to blow this shit up. We're going to take over. Please do not be afraid to reach out for any reason. If you have questions, if you have suggestions, we love to hear feedback. We love hearing outsiders' thoughts on what we could do better because we're learning. We are. We want to be the best, and the only way to be the best is to learn and get better. 
This is episode one of what's hoping to be a very, very long series. We've got a lot of stuff in mind and we are very excited. Big facts. So I hope that you'll continue with us on the journey. It may be a little rough around the edges, but if you're listening at this exact, if you're listening at this point in the podcast, we appreciate you. If you're all the way at the end here, we appreciate you big time. And we hope that you keep listening because we will keep producing. We will be here every week producing content. And we want to make it as good as possible for you guys. So yes, I apologize if it is not the best right now, but that's the point is we are trying to be the best. We are trying to get there. Drop a follow. Send this to your fucking friends. Send it to your mom, your grandma, your grandpa, your fucking cousin. Your, your dog's dog. Fucking anybody. I don't give a shit. Send it to everybody you fucking know. Blow this shit up. Oh, with that being said, thank you for being here. And the fact that you made it the whole way through the podcast means that well, we kept you here for something. There was something you enjoyed. You liked it. something, man. We liked something. So, welcome to the SD Mafia. We out. Deuces. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you in episode two.